Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hello, everyone. I'm Giles. I'm Emily. And I'm Michelle. And we're the Beyond the Trope podcast. Every week, we delve into topics like pop culture, fiction writing, and other nerdy things. We feature laid-back conversations, bad puns, and in-depth interviews with authors, comic creators, and more. Find our show at beyondthetrope.com. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And this is Peter Atencia, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond, and it's a very short five weeks away. I am Ryan, with me always is James and Zach and Brad, and all the way from the island of Manhattan, Henry. Is that right? Are you in Manhattan? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I'm Manhattan. Nice. Yeah. Love Hell's it. Kitchen. You're close to Times Square, right? Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like two blocks. So We've yeah. literally been there, Brad. And keeping we up with went Henry's he hipster, Square. Uh, hipster uh, motif is he is on Skype on top of a wine rack. Right. Yeah. So It's the only place I have space for him. Do you prefer a red or white wine, Henry? Uh, rosé, obviously. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Uh, I don't drink wine. What am I kidding? Keep that blended shit. Uh, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and podcast our experience of the world. But the last two weeks have left the Real Nerds <laughs> wanting. Um, and we hardly ever do. I don't think we've ever done a film explosion back-to-back weeks. And we're really... We've, won, we've, we've, we've wanted to. Uh, and we decided that we are going to do a film explosion. But we're going to keep it within the theme of this summer. And the number one movie of the year, almost... As uh, Avengers: Infinity War, can it can it get there? Um, I think I don't know. It's gonna be hard to beat Black Panther. Yeah, which Black Panther, by the way, only needs like ten million more to beat Marvel's The Avengers on the inflation list. So keep it up, guys. Yeah. What does it What does it need to like to beat Avatar? Oh, it needs a lot. Yeah. I think Avatar seven hundred ninety seven. How many times would I need to go? <laughs> Well, I think it's going to drop off pretty big because next week it comes out on Blu-ray. So I think it's going to. I don't think I don't think the amount of times people saw the Inhumans would would help Brad. I don't think that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not the joke I made. I know. So I decided we were thinking of maybe doing a film explosion and or seeing Tully, and I said, "How about we do a film explosion where we pick a film that represents each of the Infinity Gems, Infinity Stones." depending on what era of Marvel you're going to talk about. Um, so we're going to say it's the Infinity Stones, and 
Um, so there's six of them, and as Thanos gets them, he creates a power, and they each have a different power. And so we decide we're going to pick a film that represents each of these powers. Now, my question to you guys is, did you take it literally, like you looked up what each stone really does, and then you applied that to your movie? Or just, if it was time, you're like, uh, you know, what's that time, time, time runner movie with Justin Timberlake? In time. Uh, uh, in time. In time. Just, yeah, in time, yeah. Let's um, not spoil anything, Ryan. No, no. Oh, sorry. So I, well, two, two things. One, just a real quick light spoilers for Avengers, just riddled throughout. Um, but I would say that um, I, for me, I just wanted to pick like six movies that I really adored that in some way related to the motif of that word, right? My yeah. space movie is, is about space to some degree. My time movie is about time to some degree. That was a hard one for me to pick with space. Really? Because uh, because there were so many options. No, kind of, and also so the the Infinity Stone for space isn't has nothing to do with space. It's sure it allows you to teleport and travel to any part of the universe. Exactly, sure. yeah. and it, like you can bend reality and stuff. And it's so I I struggled with that part of it. Right. Some of them came to me instantly. Yeah. Um, because I was like, this even works for um, you know, when I get to like my reality or my mind, yeah. it actually falls into this how this gem actually works but and then i was like did i just put my favorite movies in here that represent the gems yeah. um so i kind of have a so combination yours is, of yours two. is more about the power yeah what about everybody else right? i figured we'd explain it as we name them right fair that's fair um but uh, i was thinking we should at least say as we go through each round like what each stone actually does Okay. Oh, and then fair. your your defense oh, yeah, yeah. fits into that category. Yeah, um, and also uh, before we start too, so we're doing it in the order that Thanos collected the stones. Mm-hmm. That's why there's spoilers. So yeah, so spoilers. <laughs> if you're one of the few people that have not seen Avengers. I mean, it's right. made mm-hmm. almost two billion dollars in. Is Sean Connery in- back for this one? My my <laughs> parents got to see it at the mission in San Francisco this last week. I am oh, that is awesome. So envious. That's awesome. Uh, Man. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like. Well, I had a weird week in general, so this list might not be my best. But I kind of did what James did, like Do you the motif list. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, <That's> Jack. <laughs> Maybe, let me put it this way: This is not the most. I, I love all the films on my list, but they're not like I could have probably done what you did, where I struggled a little more, like trying to figure well, out. Well, it was only on a couple of them. Some of them came to me instantly. I mean, it yeah. was I didn't even think about. It. I'm like, yep, that one, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the first movie, uh, the first stone, when we get to it, it, it was immediate for me. I tried to make mine a list of films that I would that that I love so much that I would watch them at any time. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So because yeah, cause, so you take it like James Wick, because that's his Infinity Gauntlet. It's so powerful. And if yes. you watch those oh, movies, shit. it's like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's. Do it himself. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. These, um, are, I mean, these are the movies that give me power. We'll see. I have the order. Because I did look up all the stuff. Oh, yeah, I have the order. But I did look up all the stones. Yeah. And, like, that was the hard part, was trying to, like, correlate, like, well, the power stone. How's yeah. that? Well, the power one's really. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, ironically enough, it's the first stone Thanos collects. Yeah. So, uh,. Brad, I'm taking you have... Yeah, what do you have over there? Are those Infinity Flash cards? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I, I do have all the descriptions of all cool. the stones on if, the screen if here, Than, so I'm going to read if, them off. If but... Thanos has three Infinity Stones, and he only needs three more, how many before he snaps <laughs> us all out of existence? Give up, whoa, kid? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers! 
No, really. What do you have? Anyway, uh, so I went and saw Ready Player One again with the Colorado Mills, Ooh. and on their giveaway table, they just had all these IMAX Avengers and Infinity War tickets. Oh, give me, 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 give me. Here, I'm gonna take one of them. I'm gonna throw this at Henry. Yeah, they're kind of embossed. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and then I don't know. We'll mail Henry his. Sweet. And they're almost fist, actual fist does it, size. Does it yeah. Look, yeah. Does it look? Uh, does it look real? So I will say that I still <laughs> yes. think my Ant Man one is cooler. Um, I don't know if anybody got the oh, Ant Man yes. IMAX. Where was like? Yeah, it's, I think you gave me one. Yeah, it's like clear with Paul Rudd like moving in and out. It's pretty sweet. Ooh. The Batman uh, v Superman one was clear. I miss the clear ones. Mm, now yeah. they've all been. That's since the price is cool. Uh, clear plastic one on piano. <laughs> but it's sweet that it's like three D printed. Yeah. Thanks, Does anybody wonder why the mind gem is the one in the palm? Like, is that is that canon? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it so. It annoys um, me that he puts them onto the glove in the correct in in a, in a specific order. Like, I feel like he should have done like middle finger, well, thumb. Remember, he does, and he just holds it over, and they go in there by themselves. Yes, but they apply in they apply finger, 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 thumb, back of hand. Yeah, but he right? still like, lets them go. They're still gonna. Well, the yeah. last one is the biggest space, so it's like. You know, save the biggest one for last, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Thanos knows how to play the dramatic card. Yeah, I would, yes. I would think like the power gem would be in the back because it's the one with the most. How does a soul uh, stone even like just find its way to a planet and create this whole elaborate ruse for itself? Fair for people to find. Uh, it's, it's a mystery. How does yeah. how do they how 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 wh- wh- how does it work? <laughs> how does this how does this work? What's the science behind all this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, James did the best Porky Pig impression I've ever seen. <laughs> so we'll uh, get this list started. I'm going to start with Henry because he's behind me, and I want to get him involved early. And he's um, watching your back. Just so you know, uh, listeners, Brad's going to put in cool sound effects, I think, every time. I don't know. Maybe. I'll go back to the drive-in and watch it one more time so I can record all the sound effects from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first stone that Thanos collects off-screen is the Power Stone. Henry? What's your film for the Power Stone? Can I get a scrap Oh, yeah. Brad's going to tell us what the Power Stone does. The Power Stone increases strength and allows you to control these energy... That's not written very well. <laughs> it increases strength and allows you to control energy, I guess. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, my, my Power Stone, uh, I viewed it as, you know, power creating energy there's nothing more powerful than the creation of life and the creation of creatures and monsters which is my my power stone contribution is spy kids 2 the threat has never been greater the stakes have never been higher and the world's best defense has never been hungrier Bringing the whole family. Looking cool already. That's my boy. If you want top secret information, just go straight to the source. Welcome to the Pentagon. There is no hacking in this household. Sorry. Show me that again. Huge new adventure. Help me! <laughs> 
slightly larger spies. So everything is automated. Now picking your nose, little brother. Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. Botero. And not too tight. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Henry sucks. Oh, I love it. I love it. Henry, defend Spy Kids 2. <laughs> well, you see, the uh, in Spy Kids 2, Steve Buscemi plays a scientist. And Steve Shemi Scientist decides he wants to create... It's essentially the plot of Jurassic Park, really. He decides to make an island of monsters where you can like mix and morph all these different creatures into one creature. But then they go evil. And the Spy Kids have to show up and like <laughs> save the day. Uh, so yeah, that's the plot of Spy Kids 2. And uh, I just... <laughs> It's, I like how you described it. It's like Jurassic Park, whereas you could put Jurassic Park in the spot that you could have Spike too. I love this so, thing. <laughs> this is really so good. Yeah. So yeah. This is... It's, it's the I don't one think there's like, anything really... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's the one where like all the monsters are like super claymation looking, right? Oh, uh, you I, mean I super realistic? Yes. <laughs> yes. Claymation realistic. Yes. Right. Wow. But I just thought, you know, what's more powerful than playing God? Nothing. And that's what Steve Buscemi does in Spy Kids 2. Uh, the creativity of your lists. That's what's more powerful than playing God, Henry. <laughs> oh, just wait. Um, I will say that for power, I was going to put Dude Where's My Car, right. but I couldn't oh, no. figure out how to Did do it. Did we just it. lose Henry? Like, oh, no. Henry died. Oh, you here? No, no, no. Hello? Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're back. Go ahead. Say that again. Hey. I was, for power, I was originally going to put Dude Where's My Car, but I couldn't figure out, like, any kind of bullshit excuse to tie it into power, so <laughs> that one just didn't make the list. Sorry, Dude Where's My Car, so. Alright. I mean, the, pa- the power of the continuum transfunctioner knows no bounds, man. Oh, gosh. Well, I, th- I still think Spy Kids 2 is better, so. yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe you can squeeze that one in for the reality, Jim. Uh, oh, all right. James. Oh, we're going this way. Power Ooh. Stone. Um, so yeah, I thought, you know, I thought a lot about power. This was actually maybe the hardest one for me, um, because it is such an abstract idea, power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the obvious thing was a lot of abuse of power, movies about power, right? You've got your, your, your good fellas, or your, your godfathers, those kinds of movies, and it's just trying to figure out, like, okay, which direction do I want to go? But I wanted something positive, not just something, you know, not just abuse of power. I wanted something, like, you know, that I really, that I really enjoyed, um, and so I thought, oh, I, 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 I know, I know, I got a movie here about someone who is clothed in immense power. So I chose Lincoln. We here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. That government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. We can't tell our people they can vote yes on abolishing slavery unless at the same time we can tell them that you're seeking a negotiated peace. It's either the amendment or this confederate peace. You cannot have both. How many hundreds of thousands have died during your administration? Congress must never declare equal those whom God created unequal. Read the Constitution alone. 
We are stepped out upon the world stage now, with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now, now, now. Abraham Lincoln has asked us to work with him to accomplish the death of slavery. No one's ever been loved so much by the people. Don't waste that power. This fight is for the United States of America. Think we choose to be born, or we fitted to the times we're born into? Well, I don't know about myself. You may be. settles the fate for all coming time, not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn millions to come. Shall we stop this bleeding? I actually thought of this one like last night. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I could stretch it out, but thankfully <laughs> there are smarter people in the world. Well, he does he literally in one of his best yelling speeches in the film yells the word power maybe better than anyone has ever said the word power on film before. Um and it is. It's a movie about a guy who is really powerful and uses his power to get things done and and in some cases bends the rules. Um oh uh, and, um, yeah, uh, and of course I, I, I adore this movie and would watch it at any time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a, it was, was a, a great good, pick. Yeah, it was a good pick that is, uh, that is more uplifting than a lot of the other options that I had. And, you know, that's what I was hoping with, uh, this film explosion is you're going to get films that people, uh, it's a different interpretation, interpretation of each thing. And I think uh. it's. It's really awesome. So that was yeah. a, that's a good one. Uplifting though, that guy got shot in the head. So well, okay. So but, just but, get it, but it's the a last guy. Part of it. It's a guy who's using great. You know, so many movies about power about like you know they get powerful and then they become Scarface and they die, but they die being a complete shithead. Um, whereas like yeah, he died, but he like got some good, some good shit done, right? Like when he uses his power, he's like. No man, we're gonna we're gonna do good and make good things happen, and then he does, and then he does. Also, Brad, don't spoil history. <laughs> so, yeah, right. uh, he's only been dead for 153 years. And they're uh, third graders. Not every not, not everyone's caught up yet. <laughs> the Penny Man is dead. <laughs> the Penny Man came. <laughs> All the people on my money are dead. <laughs> Penny Man came. Why yes, I, he can free the slaves. Why do I believe in the power of these coins? <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, nice. that's my, my power. It was a that, tough one. I didn't like that one. Power. Well, um, it's interesting that James brought up abuse of power as one, because that was where my mind immediately went, because this also was the harder one, especially when reading the description on it on that Marvel Wicca thingy, whatever it is. Um, but, uh, uh, for power, I chose a film that, to me, represents the absolute abuse of power and also how it makes one very sad. And it's also the only time we will ever hear this film mentioned in a film explosion list ever. <laughs> my, my power stone is Citizen Kane. 
do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Orson Welles. I'm speaking for the Mercury Theater, and what follows is supposed to advertise our first motion picture. Citizen Kane is the title, and we hope it can correctly be called a coming attraction. It's certainly coming, coming to this theater, and I think our Mercury actors make it an attraction. I'd like you to meet them. Speaking of attractions, well, the chorus girls are certainly an attraction, but frankly, ladies and gentlemen, we're just showing you the chorus girls for purposes of ballyhoo. It's a pretty nice ballyhoo. But here's some of our real Mercury people. This is the first time you've seen most of them on the screen. Hey, uh, give Joe a little light. Thanks. Now smile for the folks, Joe. Smile. Joseph Cotton, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Joseph Cotton. I think you're going to see a lot of him. Here's Ruth Warwick, whom I know you love. Ruth. Look at the camera, Ruth. <laughs> we caught Ruth with her hair up. And here's somebody you've all heard on the radio, so I don't have to tell you he's wonderful. Ray Collins. Dorothy Comingore is a name I'm going to repeat. Dorothy Comingore. I won't have to repeat it much longer. You'll be repeating it. And here's George Kouluris, who's a grand actor. I'll say that name again. George Kouluris. Watch it. Here comes Everett Sloan. Look out, Everett. Oops. Everett Sloan, ladies and gentlemen. He isn't necessarily a comedian. And here's one of the best in the world. Agnes Moorhead. I've said a lot of nice things, but Erskine Sanford deserves some more. Erskine. Erskine Sanford. So does Paul. Paul. Paul Stewart, everybody. Citizen Kane is a modern American story about a man called Kane. Charles Foster Kane. I don't know how to tell you about him. There's so many things to say. I'll turn you over instead to the characters in the picture. As you'll see, they feel very strongly on the subject. Charles Foster Kane is... Sure, he started the war. But do you think if it hadn't been for Mr. Kane, the United States would have the Panama Canal? Charles Foster Kane is nothing more or less than a communist! Kane, governor. Listen, when the voters of this state and Mrs. Kane learn what I found out about Mr. Kane and a certain little blondie named Susan Alexander, he couldn't be elected dog catcher. I'm going to skin Mr. Charles Foster Kane alive. I'm going to marry him next week at the White House. Emily, I hear you've been stepping out with Charlie Kane. I... Of course I love him. I gave him $60 million. Well, of course I love him. He's the richest man in America. But all the girls say about him at first. But you know, I can't help but admire him. He's crazy. He's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you'll think about Mr. Kane. I can't imagine. You see, I play the part myself. Well, Kane is a hero. And a scoundrel, a no-account, and a swell guy, a great lover, a great American citizen, and a dirty dog. It depends on who's talking about him. What's the real truth about Charles Foster Kane? I wish you'd come to this theater when Citizen Kane plays here and decide for yourself. story <laughs> see like now here's the thing like citizen kane like charles foster kane gets all this power from 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 literally nowhere except his mother's deed to this mine that was given to her by one of her boarders and all he wants to do is play in the snow and that 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 crappy old man won't let him and then he just grows up bitter and resentful and the only way that he can feel happy is to do everything to piss off that old man that raised him. Um, amasses so much power, 
with his newspaper, that he starts wars just to sell newspapers, um, proceeds to try to get himself elected mayor or gov- governor only to be thwarted by his own hubris and his own desire to have whatever he wants in the world. And then at the end of the day, all he wants to do is kind of reach back to that one thing that made him feel happy. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like if you amass that much, which is like, again, like when reading the description of the stones, I'm like, well, I guess Ronan wants to have enough power to control what he wants and guardians of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. But that's like, you know, that's every evil villain. Like, what's... I'm going to find something else. And in the same way that... True. So, like, it, I mean, contrastly, how Lincoln uses his powers to, you know, do good. Like, Citizen Kane does, does uses his powers to, you know, build a crazy fucking castle with him. It's with its own zoo. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like... Which is a beautiful set, by the way. That film still looks beautiful to this day. Especially if you watch it in the new... Uh, the Blu-ray um, digibook they put out. Um they they did a two I think it's a two K scan and it looks beautiful so, but yeah Citizen Kane like again that, this was the hard bump in the road so yeah. no that's a good one my uh, my mind gem is uh, how green is my valley so <laughs> it's gonna be a good lift John Ford connections are between your power and your <laughs> Brad what is your power stone the Capcom game that came out on Dreamcast. Is that a thing? There's a, there's a the, the, the song Power Man by the Kinks. What? <laughs> um, sorry, I, I was I was finding a new list of the stones sorry. that wasn't written by like a two year old. <laughs> um, Isn't there? Hey, a, Kellen worked hard a, on that list. There's a wiki, right? Yeah, the, yeah, that's why I finally just looked at oh, okay. Marvel. Yeah. I had an infographic before, mm-hmm. so it was like really nice to look at, and now I'm just using wiki because yeah, Marvel really nice. All right, my power stone, um, like you guys. Abuse of power was a theme, um, but I interpreted the contest as, you know, what do the stones actually do sure. in the gauntlet? So uh, they make you good at punching stuff. Yeah, and the power stone is really <laughs> about destroying things um, with full force and strength, like I said. Uh, so I think I found one that kind of blends both, and that movie is Akira. Our stage is Neo-Tokyo, the super techno city of 2019. 30 years after the Holocaust. A ravaged city, and one totally unaware of the cause of its misery. Akira. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we found out last week. James hates that movie. Yeah. Um, like, n- not a fan. Yeah, it's a dumb film. Oh. <laughs> um, I guess I could put it, could have put uh, Chronicle in this slot too because they're kind of the same movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Tetsuo um, is after being like a science experiment. Uh, a few years later, finds out that he has these. Uh, amazing powers, and uh, he doesn't have quite very good control of them, and they kind of go off the rails, and then his own jealousy of certain people, and uh, fear, and all those things, uh, he lashes out with them in devastating ways, so much so that um, he annihilates, like, all of Japan in the process, and uh, grows into a big, 
blubbery husk of I don't know what. Um, it's so gross. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, uh, destroys, yeah, like, I don't know. Everything. Almost everything, so. Yeah. I've never seen Akira, but. Um, Spoilers. Is it, um, well, I mean, I, I'll forget of it. I'll forget it and then I'll watch it and be like, what? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I never heard about the big blub. Yeah. Exactly, like, I told you about it two weeks ago. Ain't none of that shit made any sense, so. But, uh, like, was I that one of the it. many things that kind of later on influenced Ghost in the Shell? Just as wondering like or just terms of style know. and whatnot it took me forever to figure out like what akira was like it's not an easy watch right um, there's a lot of stuff going on like on top of that like the other abuse of power in the movie is uh the government is oppressing much of the citizens and there's like a resistance movement mm. so they're trying to stop tetsu and i think tetsu was a creation of the government to be like some kind of super soldier because there's also these other um experiments that have telekinetic powers and stuff uh, but somehow he escaped. Um, like a Robocop town rogue. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so yeah, the, um, so yeah, there's like resistance fighters, and then, uh, like the movie starts out where he's this, the street kid who like drag races with his buddy Kaneda, and by the end of the movie, Kaneda is on his awesome bike trying to take down Tetsuo. Um, and that's just like the, the intimate story. Then the grand story is that he's, as he's abusing his powers, he's destroying and growing, and then to the point where he can't stop it. Like, he wants to stop, but he can't, because his physiology is just exploding. Mm. This huge monster, so. Right on. I like Power... that film. Good pick, Brad. What? Good pick, Brad. I like that film. Thanks, Henry. Yeah, you're, I might be you're... the only other one, but... Like... Thanks for picking Grave of the Fireflies last week, too. <laughs> that was a popular one, actually, with the write-ins. Yeah, your, your cousin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your explanation of it is really good. Despite despite my 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 enjoyment of that film, I totally yeah. agree with your pick. It's not the greatest, but like the animation's really probably the best part. Oh yeah, but the story was confusing as hell. It's taken <laughs> multiple watches to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and why it's relevant. And uh, I think I figured it out for the Power Stone. Cool, nice. uh, Ryan. So yours? mine is one of this is actually I think this is the only stone I kind of bent to make my points. Um, because you're so powerful, you yes, can bend stones. I can, I can bend a power stone. Um, no, the actual reason is because I wanted to... To me, uh, much like James's power can be used in different ways. Where you have two movies where they abuse the powers. One movie, we don't even know what the fuck Henry's talking about. <laughs> and, uh, 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 and James, is, it's, a, it's a man who has power and he uses it for good. Just like my pick for the power stone, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. <laughs> Who am I? You sure you want to know? If somebody told you I was just your average ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. The truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. Can I take your picture for the school paper? Sure. In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing. Peter, are you all right? I'm fine. Pete, look, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing at your age. No, not exactly. Peter, may I introduce my father, Norman Osborne? Great honor to meet you, sir. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, 
I'm something of a scientist myself. Somebody has to stop it. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. Wow. It is my curse. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. Do I get to say thank you this time? You're not Superman, you know. <laughs> Fuck. Should have seen that coming. The uh, only thing I wanted you to say before you announced it was, because with great power... Yeah, so with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> um, the, the power stone also gives you superhuman strength, which mm -hmm. Spider-Man gets from a spider bite. So that was my one. I'm like, I'm going to manipulate right. yeah. this a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's true. I mean, Peter Parker, everyone knows the story. I don't have to rehash the story, but I'm going to. Uh, he, has a, he has an opportunity to make a difference. And instead of making a difference, he is looking out for himself to get money, to get a car, to impress a girl. And that comes back and bites him, um, literally. And, you know, the, the robber kills his uncle. What? Yeah, I know. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Only 60 years in the making. Uncle um, Ben, no! Why haven't we seen, ever seen that on film? I know. I, don't I think they, they, should, they should do it once and do it yeah. again six years later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's, I think it's a really valuable lesson. I always say that Spider-Man is the greatest fictional character ever because I think he's so relatable. I mean, you have this power and instead of using it for your own good, you have to be taught a lesson of the power that you're using. And I, it's an abuse of power, and it's using the power for good. And it's and Spider Man's a great movie. It, it still holds up really well. I think it's because Sam Raimi is such a clever director in the way he sets up shots. Um, so the, the special effects in it still look pretty good. There's some parts where it's a little iffy, but uh, but other than that, it's still a great movie. The duality between Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin is really great, and the energy in the movie is awesome. Toby's great as Spider Man. That um, still remains one of my favorite comic book movie villains performances oh, yeah. ever. It's great. Back it, to formula. As the Green Ranger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my... If I had one qualm with it is I think the Green Goblin needed to look cooler. Yeah. But, again, if you watch it in 4K, Hold it's up. pretty great because you can see the purples in him like, show up. And you can and, see through his mask. And see through his mask so you yeah. see him talking. So awesome. a sharper image makes the, the Green Goblin suit more tolerable. But they have also a special feature where he looks like the Green Goblin, and I have no idea why they didn't use it. Yeah. It's one of those movies like, uh, um, ironically enough, the uh, Captain America First Avenger, where I think the villain is, is scarier when they're not the monster, mm. and then when they become the monster, you're like, oh, not as cool. But, like, the, the scene where he's yelling at himself in the mirror is amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, but spoilers for Avengers Infinity War... Uh, I think the cast, Red Skull, and that looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Where he's, yeah. like, all cracked. and Yeah, it looks a lot better. Right? Yeah. And I think they toned down the red a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it works for Avengers, uh, First yeah. Avenger. I oh. watched that movie recently. It's great. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. He's just not as, like... Yeah, I He's so it. menacing just as Hugo Weaving, because Hugo Weaving... Failing. Hugo Weaving plays a great Nazi, 
And then when he's a, when he's the Red School, you're like, oh yeah, you're a monster. Yep. So yeah, so I, I found a way to squeeze Spider-Man in there. Nice done. But I think it works. I almost expect all of your movies to be Spider-Man movies. I could have. <laughs> or could I not have? Or or did you? Or yeah. did I? Mm-hmm. Um, so bones on fruits. Next in Avengers: Infinity War, Thanos boards the Asgardian ship, and he squeezes the space stone out of the Asgardians. The space stone. Space stone is the second stone that Thanos collects. Henry, what's your pick for the space stone? Am I still not just... just, you just oh, them? oh, God, fuck! Then just say it, man! <laughs> the space stone allows the user to exist in any location, move any object anywhere throughout reality, warp or rearrange space, teleport themselves and others any place the user can imagine, increase their speed, alter the distance between objects contrary to the laws of physics, at full potential, the space gem grants the user omnipresence. There you go. Well, you know what film travels through space and bends realities into <laughs> different realities? It has to be your oh, favorite film. It is, and it does include the greatest fictional character of all time, Michael Jordan. And that is Space Jam. When the world's greatest athlete, Michael Jordan, teams up with the world's best-loved cartoon character, Bugs Bunny... You won't believe your eyes. Pardon me, Mr. Jordan. Could I have your auto your John Hancock? What's going on here? We need your help! You heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. Ready? Yeah! Done. Yeah. You kick it in here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Warner Brothers presents Jordan. Bunny. Special delivery. Together, they just might save the world. Space Jam. You've never seen anything like it. I think it's the second time this trailer has shown up on a, a film explosion. Come on, <laughs> Henry, they don't understand that they, they just don't understand how to slam. They oh, just don't. Th- that's true. That's very true. <laughs> so, Space Jam. I'll remind you the plot. Uh, <laughs> please. Please. So, it does work really well for this space. Oh, it does. It does <laughs> great. It, yeah. So, so, Space Jam follows the fictional great man of Michael Jordan. Uh, as he has been banned from the uh, NBA, or I think in this universe he was just taking retirement for a little bit. Um, so, also, Bugs Bunny's there, and uh, Danny DeVito has sent aliens to the Looney Tune town, and the aliens are like, hey, we're going to put you into slave camps. And the Looney Tunes are like, no thank you. And they're going to be like, well, we challenge you to a basketball game. They're like, well, we can only win if we get fictional character Michael Jordan. So they do. And that's the plot of Space Jam. So <laughs> The way you describe it. Fictional character. Michael makes Jordan. me wonder why they didn't throw people out of the idea room at Warner Brothers. Yeah. You know why I, I, I'm not a fan of Space Jam? It's because they, they got rid of Porky's stutter. Did they really? Yeah. I thought he stuttered when he was trying to ask him for his autograph. Did he? Yeah, I believe so. I thought they he got might have like, I think he has at least one stutter. One. Yeah, like, well, yeah, they don't over yeah, indulge in it. Like, 
he's not politically correct anymore. To be fair, Porky Pig isn't that big of a character in it as well. So. I know. And yeah, because that... Porky Pig ain't gonna play enough. You can't have hooves and play basketball. Come on. <laughs> that is a great moment in back in action though, where he's like, first they tell, first they tell me to lose the stutter, now they tell me I'm not funny. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a pain in the butt being politically correct, and then it's Speedy Gonzalez going, "You're telling me." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, are you, Space are you telling me that Back in Action is good? It is a good film oh, for about for a good chunk of it, oh, okay. and then it goes off the rails. All right. But anyway, it's no Space Jam. Yeah, right. Well, I'm sure. Well, That's no film can be Space Jam, so, Henry. How, uh, why don't you tell us how wonderful the animation and live action work together? Mixes. I know. That's why I chose it, Ryan, because. <laughs> You can mix the two worlds of Looney Tune Land and the real world, and they mix together perfectly into this perfect syndication where Michael yes. Jordan learns to be a great actor, definitely, and then, <laughs> and then all of the Looney Tunes are like, this makes sense, and then, of course, Newman from Seinfeld shows up, and he gets turned into a balloon for reasons, and then <laughs> Bill Murray's there for approximately five seconds. Oh my god. And so it's just the mixing of universes and space and time into one massive universe is why I decided to pick this film. In a way, as it was the Avengers pick. before the Avengers. <laughs> it really was. That's what they need really in Avengers 4 is Michael Jordan. So... No, he got turned to dust. He looks at oh. Thanos and goes, let's do some drills. <laughs> I, I can almost feel you also picking this as your reality gem. Oh, you wait. <laughs> James? Uh, uh, yeah. Space. Space. I mean, Final Frontier. Th this one was easy and predictable, which also makes it a boring selection. Because I, I couldn't, I didn't have a choice here. I had, I had to pick Apollo 13. Apollo 13 flight controllers, give me a go, no go for launch. You know that Easter vacation trip we had planned for Acapulco? Uh-uh. Procedures. Go. Control. Go flight. There might be a slight change in destination. Really? Maybe say the moon. <gasps> Booster. Go. Retro. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. And I take the controls and I steer it around. FAO. We're go flight. For a nice, soft landing on the moon. Better than the alarm truck. Does it bother you that the public regards this flight as routine? There's nothing routine about flying to the moon. I can vouch for that. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The clock is running. Houston, we have cleared the tower at 1313. Okay, guys. We're going to the moon. This is the crew of the Apollo 13. Wishing everyone back on Earth uh, a pleasant evening. Houston, we have a problem. We got a wicked shimmy up here. Houston, we are venting something out into space. It's definitely a gas of some sort. It's like the heart rates are skyrocketing. The Apollo 13 spacecraft is apparently losing breathing oxygen. The emergency has ruled out any chance of a lunar landing. Why are there so many people here? Something broke on your daddy's spaceship. I have a request from the news people. Take it up with my husband. He'll be home. 
on Friday. Client may have lost the radio contact. Econ, what's your data telling you? It's, it's reading a quadruple failure. That can't happen. It's, it's got to be instrumentation. The ship's bleeding to death. This rate, we're going to skip right out of the atmosphere, and we're never going to get back. But we're looking at less than 15 minutes of life support in the Odyssey. We never lost an American in space. We're sure as hell not going to lose one on my watch. Odyssey, do you read me? How long does it take to power up the limb? Three hours by the checklist. We don't have that much time. I don't know why I checked my list again. <laughs> You're like, I had to pick Apollo 13. Wait, did I? Did, yes, did I change I my did. mind? I don't know. Did my phone change it for me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Apollo 13 is the story. Uh, it sort of, you know, wraps up or in, encompasses all of uh, mankind's, you know, that, journey and to the moon. bend reality to get things to work so they get back to Earth. Sure. Nope. But they did. <laughs> but they did. Uh, well, how did they get that move, to fit in there? Move thin, <laughs> right, That's <Science>. true. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> to take a hole for this, make it fit into this. Uh, use nothing but that. Um, the yeah, this is a movie about moving people into and through and back from space. Uh, as some guys get stuck on a piece of space shrapnel that doesn't want to go to the moon but needs to come back. Um, and it's maybe about as powerful as a washing machine. Um, and uh, spoilers, they do. And it's harrowing and wonderful, and you love all of the characters, and it's a, it's a it's tale of... It's one of those of... movies that's so claustrophobic, but yeah. moves so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, you forget it's over two and a half hours long, because it's, it's so well-paced. I love that movie. There's not enough floating poop in it. Um, there, need, there needed to be, like, one scene. You know, there's a, there's a lot more, like, just... Just poop problems in space than they ever talk about mm. in the movies, you know. That would have um, tipped it over for the Oscar that year. Yeah, it would have been like, you know what? We were already kind of sold on just at least giving it the nomination, but that poop shot is what won you, Ron Howard, your first Oscar. They, there was a there's recently been a podcast called The Habitat, and they played in one of those episodes. It's talking about people going to Mars, and they played mm. a piece of audio from the Apollo missions where a guy's just t- he's talking to to Houston, and he just goes, "Oh, oh, there's a turd." Because there's, there's just turds floating. It happened all the time. Because uh, they were pooping in bags and they're just sticking them. There's not, there's not like a thing that jettisons your poop out into space. Like, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, so, anyway. If you, you never know the posters for Apollo 13 that said, Houston, we have a problem? I wanted it instead to be, oh, there's a turd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 there's a turd. Um, yeah. Uh, there's actually a moment in the movie where they, I guess they do, they do talk about the fact that they're not allowed to jettison any of their fecal matter or urine for the rest of the trip because it might push them off course. Um, so, real thing. Don't poop in space. Mm. Hold uh, it. Hold it. In yeah. space, no one can hear you shit. That was, the actual, that was the actual directive for Alan Shepard. The first time he was going into space, they, the mission was only 45 minutes, so they were like, you don't need to be able to pee. And then they stuck him on the, on the uh, launch pad for like three or four hours so he had to pee in his suit mm-hmm. before, before the mission. First, man, first American in space, covered in urine. Just saying. How do you know? That was brave. Really took the piss out of him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's one of my favorite space movies, of course, uh, and just one of my favorite movies, so it was my choice. First space. Zach? Cool. Um, well, mine is not my favorite space movie, but it's actually one of the ones where I was able to kind of get into the power of the stone itself. So the stone can move you from like one world to the next kind of like transfer in in between dimensions or worlds stuff like that as seen in the first avengers movie 
Um, so I chose uh, one that was probably the only obvious answer in my mind, which was uh, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. A late coop. Now we have flash. It's an Indian surveillance drone. Solar cells power an entire farm. What'd you do, Murph? Uh, she didn't do nothing. Murphy's law. You're a well-educated man, Coop. And a trained pilot. And an engineer. The world doesn't need any more engineers. We didn't run out of planes and television sets. We ran out of food. Something that's bad. No, we didn't. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law doesn't mean that something bad will happen. It means that whatever can happen will happen. We must confront the reality that nothing in our solar system can help us. Now you need to tell me what your plan is to save the world. We're not meant to save the world. We're meant to leave it. And this is the mission we were trained for. I've got kids, Professor. Get out there and save them. Which also could I, kind of I play grappled on, with that one. Which yeah. which could also kind of grapple with the reality in a weird way because it the way if you don't know the story of Interstellar, it's basically about an ash or, or he's not an astronaut. He's he, he's he's a quantum. What, what, he's a test pilot. He's a test pilot who goes into space to a, a whole other like through a wormhole essentially to. We're trying to find more resources for planet Earth or find a new planet for them. Planet. Yeah, a new planet. And it ends up bending reality and time so that he's able to see a different space of time where he actually witnesses his daughter trying to find him back on Earth. If you can put in every time she says reality. I was going to say, this is not reality. (laughs) We'd never get through the episode. (laughs) You also could have picked this for time. Yeah, exactly. I, I wrestled with this movie a lot. Right, again, and one of one of my original, like, I'm going to, like, try to see if I can connect Christopher Nolan to Marvel is make every one of them a Christopher Nolan movie. And I came close. But I kept this one because, like, I, I'm actually, like, surprised how much I, it still, like, sits with me after watching it for the first time a year a year or two, year and a half ago. I didn't see it when it came out in theaters. So, um, but, so it's, it, but it's fascinating. And, and it's, it also could have, probably been soul in its own way because of how heartfelt that movie is especially near the last hour where you see 
McConaughey pleading to or like trying to help Murph figure it out so that he can get home to her. And then, like, even the, and the, one of the things I love about that film is at the end of the day, his mission's not fucking over because he's still got to get Hannah Hathaway off that damn planet. Um, also, one of the many, like, or one of the few instances, I guess I should say, where Matt Damon's a villain. Like, if you really think about it, like, I, I can't really recall many movies in my head where Matt Damon's a villain. The Departed. Uh, uh, yeah, that's Thor true. Ragnarok. <laughs> yep. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> um... But no, like, and and I'm not really so much a traditional villain as a yeah, complicated. See, I, I wouldn't say he's a villain. But if we're if I was gonna like show this to like say a five year old, I'd be like, they'd be saying Matt Damon's the bad guy, and I'd be like, I guess, yeah. He's definitely selfish. He's, yeah. he's definitely a, a yeah. shit heel coward. Yeah. Egotistic or something like that nature. You know, he's very afraid. Yeah. Also, the second time Matt Damon's been lost in space, I'm just saying we shouldn't uh, send that man anywhere outside of the stratosphere. Fair. What if uh, Interstellar is a sequel to The Martian? <laughs> and they cut off the end of The Martian. Yeah. yeah. He does that Iron Man trick and it That would be a work. good... I want that cut. Where all of a sudden, like, like it's near the end of The Martian, you just cut straight to them landing on that planet yeah, one and long, it's cold one now. Five hour long movie. Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably work. Christopher Nolan in association with Ridley Scott. Oh. I'd see that movie. It's a good pick. Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Uh, I, I adore that movie. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's a great film. Yeah. So anyway. Space. Uh, this was the hardest one for me to figure out because, you know, I hear space, I think of like, well, the ultimate space movie's got to be Star Wars, right? Um, but I'm a Star Trek fan, so that was in consideration despite uh, the motion picture like being two and a half hours of just going forward through space. Space doors. Um, <laughs> space doors. And of course... Uh, Interstellar, I, I considered, but at the end of the day, I figured that was more time, like you said, because uh, it really blends time more than uh, just how to be traveling through space. Um, but then I really thought about what the stone does in the movies, and that's uh, open up dimensions and have people uh, move freely throughout space. And uh, so I figured the best representation for me for that would be Super Mario Brothers the movie. Feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. They're brothers. They're plumbers. Oh no! They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite that gives anyone who possesses it the power. To rule the universe. Get me the rock! Come and get it, lizard breath! Now, they must rescue the princess. Luigi! Alien species escaping. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Mario Brothers, this ain't no game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
You're getting your list up, your list from Henry now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we colluded. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen Super Mario Brothers, um, it is not like the game at all. <laughs> no, Except really? for character names. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's fun, and uh, in the movie, the, the premise is that uh, a meteorite hit Earth, you know, 65 million years ago, wiped out the dinosaurs, um, and it embedded, when it embedded itself in the Earth, it created a, a second dimension, so there's an alternate Earth where dinosaur-human hybrids are living, mm -hmm. and uh, a piece of the rock is stolen by the Koopa Queen, and she sends it to the other dimension with her daughter Daisy, and deposits her at a, a monastery, and she lives. Oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry, coming back to me now. Yeah. Yep. And once she grows into adulthood, uh, King Koopa has taken over uh, the Mushroom Kingdom and turned Dinosaurs, everyone into funguses. Me out. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants the rock back so he can merge the two worlds. Because if you put arbitrarily, if you put this rock back in the meteorite, it merges the worlds. And so, uh, as uh, as Daisy uh, Daisy grows up to be an archaeologist, so. She's digging around the meteorite site, and uh, there's a local construction company in New York that's trying to take over that land and destroy the archaeology site. Um, and so in the middle of all their blasting and stuff, they open up passage to the meteorite. And then uh, the Koopa uh, henchmen are able to go through, and they kidnap Daisy, and um, she they, they start kidnapping... Uh, various women who they think are the princess, and uh, so the last one they have is Daisy, and she knows the Super Mario Brothers, and they get dragged into that world, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much action adventure after that. I love that you also picked a movie that that also has a powerful stone in it. Um, yeah, I guess it's pretty I did. good. Yeah, I love that the way that Daisy and Luigi can connect is that they're both orphans. Right, that's the only thing they have in common. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm with uh, Brad on this one. This one was the hardest one for me because when I read the powers of the space stone, I immediately think of Star Wars The Last Jedi where Luke's able to transport himself onto another planet. Mm -hmm. He's able, obviously, with uh, force and everything. But as I thought more about it, I'm like, that one's too easy. I need to surprise people with my list. And while the movie I'm picking in overall theme isn't a surprise... I think it kind of follows pretty well with this, and so my pick for the Space Stone is Star Trek IV, The Undiscovered Country. Wait, what? Oh, wait, I mean, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> Voyage, Voyage, Home. Voyage Home, there we go, okay. sorry. Avoid the planet Earth at all costs. We are under the attack of an opening probe. Notify all stations, Starfleet Emergency, red alert. Earth is on the edge of destruction. We cannot survive unless a way can be found to respond to the probe. The key to saving the future... Spock, you're talking about the end of every life on Earth. ...can be found only in the past. We're going to attempt time travel. Sulu, take us home. These are the voyages of the crew of the Starship Enterprise. Judging by the pollution content of the atmosphere, I believe we have arrived at the latter half of the 20th century. Stardate, 1986. San Francisco, 
Our own world is waiting for us to save it. They have 24 hours. Everybody remember where we parked. Break up. To complete their mission. It looked like a cadet review. We will beam in tonight, collect the photons, and beam out. I want you all to be very careful without being discovered. We have an intruder. All right, who are you? You're not exactly catching us at our best. That much is certain. This is an extremely primitive and paranoid culture. What does it mean, exact change? Many of their customs will doubtless take us by surprise. We're ready for beam out. My transporter power is down to minimal. I've got to bring in one at a time. You're from outer space. No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Let's do our job and get out of here. Breathe! Take off, can you hear me? Breathe! I've lost it. Who are you? You can't. Our next stop is the 23rd century. Full power now, sir. Shields at maximum. Steady. Hold on tight, lassie. Can we make breakaway speed? That's all I can give you! Book eight. Book nine. Now. Star Trek IV. The Voyage Home. Like, part of me is like, oh, maybe it is six. No, it's not six. Uh, no, How did you not pick this movie for time? Uh, well, I have another movie for time. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, this one, they're, they're teleporting all over the place. Uh, they're also going into what you could say is another reality by going back in time. Um, sure. Yeah, I just thought it fit really well with the theme, and I thought the Star Wars one was too easy, so I wanted to kind of... Pick one that, I mean, I love this movie. I, I love when um, the heroes are in San Francisco. Um, and and I, I, I was always surprised because I was late to the Star Trek boat. And you have this, because it's so permeated into pop culture, you just think you know what happens in them. You, know, you think yeah. that Shatner's a horrible actor or that Leonard Nimoy is really just one note if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and then you watch them and you see there's so many layers to them. Mm-hmm. And whether it's... Uh, Do you think that I, if uh, they hadn't made the Star Trek 2009 reboot, it wouldn't, like, you wouldn't have a gateway into Star Trek? Like, would you have found it eventually? Well, yeah, because it? you guys, I would have eventually watched them. Right. I, I mean, mean, you kind of discovered it around the same time that movie came out. Yeah. I wonder if like that... Well, yeah, because I think the, the first Star Trek, uh, the reboot, is easier to get into. Uh, because it's more of an action movie. And you're not beholden to those original performances. Yeah, but then when you watch something like The Wrath of Khan and you realize... Damn, this is badass. (laughs) Shatner's an amazing actor. Mm -hmm. It's just he's been some... I don't know why he's been singled out so much. I've never watched the original series. Maybe that's why. Uh, Yep. I think the impression is permeated so much that it's kind of overtaken his... Yeah, performances and, and that early stuff like between that and his Twilight Zone episode like over the top enunciated yeah. acting is maybe a good way to say you know or, or um, better early TV acting yeah, yeah. <laughs> again I pick four because they do go back in time they also have to change things by using the whales and yeah. things like that so I think it deals with the space part of it where mm-hmm. you know it's also interesting that like that you choose this one and like this one so much because I also think that this is one that, that ostensibly to, to somebody coming from the outside who didn't grow up on this stuff, I would just assume this seems as silly and un- almost unapproachable as it, as Star Wars or Star Trek can be. Um, 
So I appreciate how much you like that movie. But in, in fairness, too, I watched them in all in order. Right. So I and I still think the first one's a pretty good movie. I I, yeah. I know it gets a lot of slack, but I mean, I still think it's entertaining. The reveal is awesome. You oh, just yeah, gotta no. fast forward through the doors. <laughs> so yeah, that's my feature uh, space stone. Yeah. The V'ger stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Brad, Thanos' next stone in his gauntlet is the reality stone. What is the reality? This is not reality! The reality stone allows the user to fulfill their wishes, even if the wish is in indirect contradiction with scientific laws and do things that would normally be impossible, and create any type of alternate reality the user wishes. At full potential, when backed by the other gems, the reality gem this is not reality. allows the user to alter reality on a universal scale. Now that sounds a lot like imagination. Which is, brings me to my pick for the reality stone. This is not reality! The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I first met Shark Boy fishing on a dock. As a child, he'd been swept to sea by a storm. He was saved by the sharks, who raised him as their own. He grew gills and fins. His teeth became sharp, and we became friends. Then, one night, I was visited by a glowing girl. Lava girl. With skin of molten lava. She told me she had come to take Shark Boy back to her home. Planet Drool, because something terrible was happening there. That was the last time I saw them. And that's what I did this summer. We were supposed to tell true stories. That is a true story. How many people think Max's story is true? Not true. Made up. Everyone always knew that Max had a wild imagination. Max, there's no such thing as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. What they didn't know is that his greatest creation... Everybody down! ...were real. It's them. I'm looking for Max. We need you to save Planet Troll. Come with us. Now, two heroes will show an ordinary boy... Max! ...he has the power... ...to become extraordinary. The director of Spy Kids. Now? Now. <laughs> what do we do? Scream. Even the smallest dreamers. We believe in you, Max. Can become the biggest heroes. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Henry, you're no longer allowed on film explosions if you don't take them seriously. Yeah, yeah. If you if you keep putting two Robert Rodriguez movies on every film explosion, you're not going to make it. How much is, how much is Troublemaker Studios paying you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bought room for Pikachu two in there. <laughs> oh, it's coming. So, I already know which one it is now. Yeah, that you said it. Anyways, why is uh, reality? With this is not reality. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. The Adventures Lava of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I'll remind you all the plot. So. <laughs> The plot of Shark Boy and Lava Girl follows as a young boy is going to elementary school, and George Lopez is his professor. And George Lopez. Is he still Lopez, that job? Probably. Um, and so he. 
Good one. Uh, so, so he's there, and George Lopez is like, you can't have an imagination. That's lame. You need to get a job. And then a tornado comes and kills his parents. So... <laughs> So, so the young boy runs at the tornado, about to fight it. And that's when Shark Boy and Lava Girl show up and they're like, Hold up, you can't fight a tornado. We need you to help us in the imagination dimension. So the three of them go to the imagination dimension where they fight evil. And evil is actually his bully from school. And also George Lopez is a robot in this dimension. Uh... It's not a great film. So, (laughs) but yeah. Reality Stone. <laughs> this is not reality! You said that oh, way man. too enthusiastically. The fact that I can see you on Skype right now is... I wish the, the listeners could see your face where you're like, The Reality Stone. This is not reality! My goodness. I don't even have anything uh, to add uh, to that. Yeah. Uh, I believe it. I believe I've never it. seen it. Yeah, your explanation is convincing. I don't remember it that well. So, I mean... Does it also bend reality? This is not reality. Into three dimensions, because technically that movie's title is yes, it into, d- into four dimensions. When it was out, oh, that's right. they gave it you was a scratch 40. and sniff card. Yeah, they did have the sniff card. Oh, you're right. Man, I forgot about that. So unfortunately, you can't experience the full film anymore unless you have the scratch and sniff cards. <laughs> so is that packaged with the? Is it on Blu-ray? Yes, it is. You is can get packaged? the Blu-ray. Is it and packaged you can with the Blu-ray? It is. And the 3D glasses, too, that look like Shark Boy's sunglasses. It's the best. (laughs) Wow. Would this be considered the height of Taylor Lautner's career? Because it kind of goes into a weird direction after that. It's the height of everyone's career involved. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely abduction, though. Abduction, the height of his career. I don't know. <laughs> James uh, I just want to point out, Ryan, that look, whenever I come with like an actual list, you're like, you, everyone's like, Henry's so pretentious. I don't care about your French films. And then I bring this list, and you're like, I don't care about your fun, exciting films that you actually genuinely I, care about and love. So I Henry, pick Henry I actually truly love this list so far. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I just like giving you a hard time about it. Uh, I, I, just, I also hate you for kind of making me want to watch Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like, seriously, don't please you. don't. No, you're just more please of a wild don't. card. I never know what to expect. From you, Henry. I never know what's real. I never know what's reality. This is not reality. I am the reality, Jen. Oh shit. Oh. Uh, yeah. So for me, the reality gem was one of the first ones that I thought of, and as soon as I thought of what my answer should be, I was like, oh, this is not reality. Uh, uh, there is no. This one. This one is on my list. Uh, the best one that does both. It is both a movie I truly adore. Would watch it any time. Um, think is the best. And also does sum up the powers of the reality gem in a lot of amazing ways. Uh, because my pick for the reality gem is Not reality! Not reality! is Last Action Hero. A great classic comes to the screen. Take thy hand, fair prince. Who said I'm fair? Be or not to be. Not to be. Columbia Pictures is proud to present the screen's greatest action hero, Jack Slater. Slater! Don't even think it, Slater, you hear me? This is the Lieutenant Governor. Slater, here's what I... The Governor gets here, call me. 
And Danny Madigan is his biggest fan. <laughs> Jack Slater 4. But tonight, a magic ticket. It's a passport to another world. Will get Danny closer to the action. Than anyone ever dreamed. Holy cow! I'm in the movie! Who the hell are you? Don't show me. I'm Danny Madigan. I'm a kid. And you're going with him. Who is this for? And where is that smile on his face? I don't even know this kid. To a world that's bigger than life. This ticket is magic, and it really works. And better than real. You really believe that you're inside a movie, don't you? Yes! The bad guys are in there. I've seen it on screen. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Have a nice day. Have him killed. This summer, it's head-on thrills. I have killed people smarter and younger than you. Head first excitement. I hate when it happens. He's got the ticket! Now I possess power. Real power. He's going over to my world! In this world, the bad guys can win! The door must still be open! Come on! If I go, how do I get back? And it's coming at you from both sides of the screen. Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful. Things were different here. Damn it, it hurts. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. Wow! This hero stuff has its limits. And Jack Slater is... Everybody down! Down! The last action hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do? Mine too! <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it! Um, yeah, this is a movie where uh, a young boy's wishes to be able to live inside of a film and be a superhero or, you know, be like a super action movie guy and, like, be able to stand up to, to bad guys who sneak in and try to knife him and shit um, actually comes true <coughs> with the power of a magical <coughs> item. Um, and then he gets to meet his hero and his hero's really confused um, because he thinks he's in a re he's in always reality. a guy in the closet? Uh, <laughs> um, and it That's toys with... Yeah. Closet doors. <laughs> It toys with like these ideas of dimensions and different realities and all of that, and he learns lessons, and it's amazing, uh, and it's funny, and it's actually like a good, a well-told story that's, you know, touching at times and uh, has really great characters and super memorable. My my goal is this movie to be one of those lost gems where it gets past how much money it costs and how much money it lost. Yeah, and then people realize that underneath it all is a pretty fun story and. Uh, I had the same epiphany as you. Like I, when I was doing this, it was the first one I thought of. Yeah, it was the first one I put in. Like, and then I read, you know, the description of the actual powers of the stone. Like, this is like the perfect one. Yeah, and it, the performances are great. I mean, they even have a moment where the kid's robbed, and it you, you feel for the kid. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and Schwarzenegger when he finds out. Well, I guess Jack Slater finds out he's not real. Yeah. Is great. Um, 
And, I mean, there's uh, he makes an appearance in Ready Player One on the marquee as Jack Slater, and is amazing. Does he really? I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah, there's oh, a man. Jack Slater movie marquee. Oh, that's cool. At the, in the first race. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the T-Rex starts yeah. everyone. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So even, even Spielberg knows, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even he appreciates. Brad mentioned it was in the trailer. I don't remember seeing the trailer, but as soon as I was in the movie, I was like, <gasps> like audibly, and people in the Alamo are like, gets this. Alamo are putting up order cards. <laughs> and like, this guy's being so loud. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Jack Slater. Jack Slater. Uh, you mean Arnold Schwarzenegger? Fuck you. Yeah, Jack Slater. No, it's, it's <laughs> one of my most favorite Schwarzenegger movies. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's, it's, it's on the marquee just as Schwarzenegger, Jack Slater. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's in the trailer. I thought it was Jack Slater 4 on the marquee. I uh, well, it, this, this still just says Jack Slater. It might be that in the film it's Jack Slater 4. Mm. Like, this one is the bad guys. In the trailer, so. <laughs> it's no, and it goes far as lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah, no, I love, I love this movie. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one that, like, I kind of thought, I almost thought it was too easy so then I was like trying to think, like, well, what else would I do? I was like, no, no it's, fuck too that. Perfect. it's too it's, perfect. It's so good, yeah. Um, what are you talking about? This is his best performance. <laughs> <laughs> There's reality. Stallone is a Terminator. This is not reality! Oh, man. Brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> to be or not to be. Not to be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. Well, See? That's not a reality. This is not reality! The two coolest nerds think alike. This is what? reality. Zach? Well, my one for reality. This is not reality. is probably the most mainstream choice I could possibly make, but I still love the fuck out of this film. And rewatching it this week, I was like fully reminded of how much I enjoyed watching it. Um, my choice for reality is The Matrix. dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real. What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? What is happening to me? The answer is out there, Neo. It's the question that drives us. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? They're watching you, Neo. Human beings are a disease. You are a cancer of this planet. And we are the cure. Get me the hell out of here! Welcome to the real world. So you're here to save the world. So what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy. Because Kansas is going bye-bye.
Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Hey, mine too. Hey! Oh, the two right. lamest nerds. Yeah. <laughs> the you know, I actually thought movie. this one could be uh, like a space one too. Yeah, I, or yeah. a mind one. Or a yeah, mind I mean, it could like it falls into a bunch it of different ones. Of yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I need to explain the Matrix to anyone on a movie podcast, do I? <laughs> uh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves kicks into yeah. a door. Well, I mean, like the way the best way I could actually defend this film, like for that choice, is like honestly, this was the first film I remember watching. That introduced that concept to me that I can remember because I watched it pretty young. And um, you you didn't see the Thirteenth Floor when you were eight? No, <laughs> <laughs> that was another choice of mine. <laughs> um, uh, no, but so like this is like the most and also probably the most accessible because of like that that great scene where Morpheus is explaining how this all works, like this this large exposition dump that. Only works because of what they're using in camera and and his powerful delivery. Mm-hmm. Like when he pulls up the battery and starts turning human beings into this, and he holds up that battery, it's like that. Like that's where it, that's where it hit me in the head the first time. Um, it's just like the like when he shows up, when, when he explains it with a with a, with, with like physical evidence of like like a, like, a, like um, the way John Oliver explains his metaphors on the show last week tonight. He has to use an item as an example. So when he's basically, we're becoming batteries for the machines of the world that's up above. I'm like, well, that's pretty interesting. I never would have thought about that. So that was a, that was a battery pun. So about getting hit in the head with a battery. Battery, yes. battery. Get battery. Never mind. Got it. Sure. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what, what, it's one of the most influential movies ever, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. From visual effects to just... We well, never would have got that great scene in Shrek if not for the end of... <laughs> um, but yeah, or and, conquers bad fur day. And, and, <laughs> or shit. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 that, I that's better. <laughs> <laughs> fucking conquer <laughs> that little squirrel. Um, but yeah, no, butt. I fucking love my butt. <laughs> now I'm on a conquer. Yeah, <laughs> love that game. Uh, um, but yeah, no, and I love Keanu Reeves too. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm Whoa. I, I mean, I, I like Keanu Reeves yeah. films. They've just, I've grown up with them ridiculously strange and strangely, like throughout from young years to now. Like I can't wait for John Wick three. John Wick three is gonna rock. Um, but and then um, you know Lawrence Fishburne. That's was the first time I saw Lawrence Fishburne in a movie too. So really, so, yeah, hmm. um, and Joe, Joey Pants, <laughs> the sleaziest slime. That's where I learned what slime ball was. From that film, where Joe 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 Pantiliano. Yeah. Oh no, I don't yeah, know Joey Pantiliano. But like, just his whole thing in the restaurant where he's just like, the steak is not real, but I don't give a shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's where I learned the phrase "ignorance is bliss." Yeah. Um, yeah. And Hugo Weaving. Enough yeah. said. Brad. Brad, why do you like the Matrix? Uh, I mean, probably the same reason that most people like Matrix, but I I put it in, in this uh, gem because it's pretty obvious, it, like as far as iconic explorations of what is reality um i think this hits all the hallmarks um it's not something i understood on my first viewing kind of went over my head um it took a couple three or four more screenings uh back in the day to Mm -hmm. finally get it but yeah it was the first movie to open my mind up to like you know and there's other themes of like uh you know uh 
like kind of kind of class war, warfare and oppression and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, I think it's like it's the most oddly enough now e- most easily accessible uh, exploration of reality. This is not reality. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally yeah. sure. It's because we've gone even more. Um, like we've gone beyond that, obviously. But like, yeah, and like, dude, I fucking love. I, I mean, I, I'm actually one of those people who like I don't like every single like part of their films, but I like the Wachowski films. Mm-hmm. Like Speed Racer is great. I like them when they were boys. I'm just, I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah. Sexist. Every, <laughs> every fan of Sense Eight is gonna send us hate mail, and it's all your fault. There's fans of Sense Eight. There are actually. Dude, fans of Real Life yeah. Podcast send us hate mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, The Matrix. Awesome. So I guess we're all on repeat. So Brad, explain to our listeners what the Soul Stone is. The Soul Stone allows the user to steal, control, manipulate, and alter living and dead souls. The Soul Gem is also the gateway to an idyllic pocket universe. At full potential, the Soul Gem grants the user control over all life in the universe. Henry, Soul Stone. I was going to say, I'm surprised that no one else had Sharkboy and Lava Girl as theirs. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time. If I, so if the, I Soul Stone. the Soul Stone. As Brad just said, it is to, you know, manipulate and change someone's emotions. And no one does that better than a monkey. And that's why my pick for the Soul Stone is Dunstan Checks In. Debonair hero can be found where the action is. His name is Dunstan. He's conducting covert operations, romancing irresistible women. Oh, that's just how I like it. And facing unimaginable danger. Dunstan checks in. Yes. Oh, more. I like it rough. Dunstan did sure de- he did check in straight into my heart. <laughs> Do you have a script? <laughs> I've been thinking about this one for a while. So. Dunstan checks in, but he doesn't check in. <laughs> so Dunstan checks in, tells the plot line of a young boy who lives with his father, Jason Alexander, who runs a hotel. <laughs> Now, it is a five-star hotel, and it is a fantastic hotel, which means one thing. No fun. So this, kid is just, so this kid's like, what am I going to do? I can't have any fun. Lucky for him, a monkey shows up. Is that an orangutan? It might be. I, I think it's, it, might, movie. it might be an orangutan. I'm not sure. It's in on Letterboxd. It's one of my four favorite films. <laughs> oh, it is an orangutan. You're right. <laughs> So, 
he and the he and the monkey start skateboarding all around the hotel, having a good time. As one, especially in the nineties, of course. And then his dad is like, "What are you doing? You can't do that. Monkeys can't have fun." But and also, there's some. Te- there's some there's some tests coming up in the hotel failure or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. And so that's what Jason Alexander is worried about. Cannot but, fail this test, Jerry. Dustin checks into his heart too. He goes up <laughs> wait, and he warms wait, he Jason Alexander's heart. The mean hotel proprietor into a loving father. He does. <laughs> Aww. And then at the end, they I don't know how it ends. I think they adopt the monkey, or the orangutan, and the orangutan then lives them as well. Or it dies, one of the two. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's the plot of Dunstan Checks In. It's a family film, and everyone should see it. <laughs> right, James. I remember confusing this movie with the movie Buddy when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, honestly, in in um, in very Henry style, I will say I was very tempted for the Soul Stone to pick the story of uh, of a small band of of soul skaters uh, in uh, Disney Channel's original Brink, um, <laughs> but I did not. Uh, I went I went more for you know the the theme of the rest of my list, uh, which this is going to be the like. The other side of what a normal Henry list would be, which is the most pretentious choice on my list, um, my soul gem is Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. A special tree grows hidden. The tree of life. They say whoever drinks of its sap will live forever. Conquistador, always conquering. We tested the substance. There's hope. Your wife needs you. Death is a disease. I'm secure, and I will fight it.
Uh, so, the fountain... <laughs> he just killed the podcast. <laughs> the fountain, much like the Soul Gem, uh, is about somebody who... Uh, it's a story... Hugh Jackman plays a, um, a doctor whose wife is dying of some kind of, you know, terminal disease. Like a cancer-y kind of thing. Um, and he's trying to figure out how to save her. Meanwhile, she's telling a story... She's writing a book uh, that is the story of this, like, conquistador who is sent across the ocean in search of the Fountain of Youth um, in order to, you know, preserve his and her life forever. Um, and then meanwhile, uh, there is also a story going on, which is after, after his wife dies, Hugh Jackman's character picks up that story that his wife wrote uh, and starts telling the story of this, like, space traveler uh, who is also who is flying through space in search of uh, a way to save his loved one. Um, and so the whole movie is really about, like, how we wrestle with not only our own death, but the death of those around us and our own grief, um, and what it sort of means to, to have control of, over life and to live forever. Uh, and it's a, it's a seemingly, especially if you read, like, the reviews when the time came out, a seemingly impenetrable film that I don't think is actually that complicated. Um, but, like, even, even if you go back to, like, you know, Ebert's review at the time, he doesn't quite understand what's happening uh but i think it's a movie now that if you you go back and revisit it let's just talk about it interesting what <laughs> oh was that a no jaw joke yes. about a dead guy yeah. that was good yeah <laughs> <laughs> ruthless um yeah I mean, this is this was one of the harder ones for me where i had to think about it in a while and be like what is soul what you know am, am i gonna choose a movie that just makes me feel good like dunstan checks in or <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, uh, or something that really deals with like, you know, eternal life. So I went with the uh, eternal life uh, one. So anyway, the fountain. People should see it. It's really good. Cute, Zach. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Your soul um, is my soul. <laughs> so so for me, like soul, like the only like. Because when I looked it up on Wikipedia, there was not a lot about the Soul Stone and its powers, so I did not know that information that you uh, passed. It's along. probably based on the comics, I'm sure. They I, yeah, because they didn't really—they don't really talk too much about the stone in the movie, um, other than it requires a sacrifice. It has a special wisdom to it. Yes, um, but so for Soul, like I thought, well, some of my favorite movies about redemption are about redeeming the soul and whatnot, and I thought, what better than the ultimate movie where the word redemption's in it? The Shawshank Redemption. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard all the evidence. I submit that this was not a hot-blooded crime of passion. Consider this. A revolver holds six bullets, not eight. That means that he fired the gun empty and then stopped to reload. By the power vested in me by the state of Maine, I hereby order you to serve two life sentences back to back. One for each of your victims. So be it. Send you here for life. That's exactly what they take. I believe in two things. Discipline. Help me, God! In the Bible. Here you receive both. Andy came to Shawshank Prison in 1947. Why'd you do it? I didn't, since you asked. <laughs> you can fit right in. I must admit, I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. He had a quiet way about him walk and a talk that just wasn't normal around here. 
There are places in the world that aren't made out of stone. There's something inside they can't touch. What are talking about? Hope. Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Damn it, Dufresne, you're putting me behind! Hope can drive a man insane. You better be sick or dead in there, I kid you not! Used to that idea. Oh my holy God. Yes, it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. Which also is a movie that is, like, comfort soul food to me. Like, I'll eat that shit up, like, any time of the day. Like, it's it's so immensely watchable. The fact that it works on all the levels it does. And it's another example, as we've talked about before, where Stephen King's source material is made almost ten times better because of it. Um, it's not something that I'll put on, but like it'll be on, and I'm like, oh, I'll watch five minutes of this, and two hours later, yeah, like, oh, you're just like, hope is a dangerous thing. Yeah. So is this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's the story of Andy Dufresne who goes to uh, prison for a murder he didn't commit, but he also has his own problems in his life, and through the course of his long ass prison sentence over two, three decades, um, redeems his himself through. The, the things that he wasn't perfect with. And in the process, he also redeems Red's faith in humanity, or in hope, I guess I should say, and Red being played by Morgan Freeman, who does the first of, maybe not the first, but one of his many narration jobs, where he is just, you'd want to, I'll listen to an audiobook with him, and I'll just feel like I'm, like, this is where I need to be right now. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll warm your soul. Yeah, it will warm my soul. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Didn't think of that. Um, also, great villain performances, too. Like Clancy Brown and um, uh, the the warden. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Warden know. badass. <laughs> uh, James Lipton. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Thank you. I'll yeah. be here all night. I'm sure Netflix appreciates that plug for AD season five. <laughs> <laughs> or the season four remix. <laughs> um But yeah, and, and so like I it just it was kind of like that was that stone was kind of hard to like pinpoint, so I was like I it was either the between this or the Green Mile, so I was like, um and Green Mile would have been fun to talk about, but I don't think we're ever gonna talk about nineteen ninety four so I uh, I put Shawshank in there to get it in there. Why would yeah. we not talk about 1994? Oh well, no, no, he just won't be on the show that long from now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, my my figuring was you guys didn't. I guess unless you guys do it in 2024. It's, yeah, it'll probably be the second to last one we can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Shawshank Redemption. Brett. Uh, yeah. So, like you said, the Soul Stone's powers aren't specifically described outside of the comics. So, I guess mine bends a little bit. Um, I picked my next movie based on the fact that this movie sort of informed my reinterpretation of the afterlife and um, what, you know, what that means and how that exists. And my Soulstone movie is What Dreams May Come. 
You've died, Chris. If heaven is a place where you know only joy. Oh! oh screwed up. I'm in dog heaven. You're creating an entire world here. From your imagination, from anything you want. Where you feel no more fear. I'm gonna drown. You can't. You're already dead. Oh. And anything you can imagine yeah! is real. It's your world! Could you let go Annie! of the love you left behind? I need Annie. That'll change in time. Time does not exist here. And wherever it went, it's not going to make me need Annie any less. And how far would you go? You never see her. I'm her soulmate. To get it back, I can find her. Love you, strong. You just get me there. Robin Williams. It's not about understanding. It's about not giving up. Cuba Gooding Jr. You're fine. You can do it. I believe in you. Annabella Shiora. I'm still here, baby. I still exist. What dreams may come. Yeah, so this is a... No, it's, it's not like a long elaborate. It's really just kind of like <coughs> a movie that kind of introducing the new idea that, you know, you're not some person living on a cloud when you die for eternity. It's more of like you're dead in the ground, but you have a soul that has to live on for eternity trapped with all the experiences of your life. And you have to, you know, it like hell is madness. It's not like fire and brimstone it's like all your mistakes you have to live with that for eternity yeah um and then conversely you know heaven's the other way around and you know your mind it's your imagination of what that would be not necessarily like hey like your souls your guys souls will be there with me it'll just be my brain thinking that they are yeah um so I, I really hope that when we get into the pocket universe inside the soul gem gem it is made out of paint uh, much like in *What Dreams May Come*, because that would be cool. This is a film I. Neat. This is a film I've only seen once, but I remember loving it. I need to find. Cuba Gooding Jr. is really good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the movie, the movie itself, I, I guess, it's probably not well known, but I, like, that's what it meant to me. But in the movie, Rob Williams um, dies, and his death is a tremendous weight on his wife, who eventually commits suicide, um, and he can't deal like he's dead obviously can't do anything about it but because she's a suicide and this movie's more based in christianity she goes to hell because of the suicide and he doesn't want her to be there he wants her in heaven with him so he has to go get her from hell and um yeah well it's a lot of um it's not even just a 
I wouldn't I wouldn't just call it like a, a Christian theology thing. I think it, a lot of that movie is about sort of grief and dealing with, you know, um, yeah, just dealing with other people's death in general, right? Because a lot of it is digging into like her, her sort of going crazy and then like you said, like that version of hell that she puts herself in is, is really the hell she puts herself in when she's alive, right? Like, um, yeah, it's a, a rough movie. I mean, especially that scene, I remember when I first saw it, I was probably like 15 or 16, and that scene in hell is like rough. Like, you get there and you're like, I don't know what to do. I, I, no one can help this person, you know? Yeah. Um, which is now not dissimilar from in real life when you have somebody in your life who is depressed or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, um, it's a rough movie, but it's good, really good. Yeah. Um, I hope this is what I think it is. <laughs> it's, it's not Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. Um, I hope it's the other one then. <laughs> um, so, the. This one too, yeah. The even in the comics, the Soul Stone isn't very well defined. Why would it have been Mortal Kombat? Because Shang Sun says your soul is mine, and he steals <laughs> souls from people. Oh, okay. Um, I was also toying with Wishmaster. Um, <laughs> he takes souls of people to make wishes. Well, that would be reality, right? Uh, it could be. Oh, he takes, but he takes their souls yes. in payment. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I again, this is, yeah. My list now is starting to go into. I mean, all these movies I love, but the next, well, two out of the three are personal favorites of mine. Sure. And so I correlate it to the movie, and uh, and I think this movie is actually one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, for The Soul Stone, I, I picked Pinocchio. Ladies and gentlemen, the master showman, that's me, and by special permission of the management, is presenting to you the one and only... Pinocchio! I got no brains, no major. When Walt Disney gave you his first full-length feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs became a nation's friends. You made Dopey the star of his day, and hi-ho your favorite song. Now Walt Disney brings you his first and only full-length feature since Snow White. Which one of this grand new group of characters will be your favorite? Will it be mischievous little Pinocchio himself? Will it be Geppetto, the kindly old woodcarver? Will it be fluttery, frivolous Cleo, the goldfish? Or will it be roly-poly Figaro? Might be those wily crooks, Jay Worthington Fowlfellow, and Raggle Taggle Gideon. Or perhaps Stromboli, the gypsy-like puppet master. Will it be the villainous coachman? Will it be Lampwick, the tough little boy your folks never wanted you to play with? Or will it be Monstro the Whale, the biggest, noisiest character ever to come to the screen? Or will it be Jiminy Cricket, the only conscience with a sense of humor? Woohoo! And always let your conscience be your guide. Oh. I thought that was going to be Evil Dead too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that actually works. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio is, tells the story of a little wooden boy who's given life by the Blue Fairy. Uh, and he's not a real boy. The only way he can be a real boy is if he he sacrifices and basically become, is a good person. He mm-hmm. has to learn to be a good person. And the film is beautifully animated and it's just as basically little vignettes of Pinocchio going through his 
couple weeks of life and people looking at him going, a wooden boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, look at that, a little wooden puppet. Um, but it, 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 it's a heartwarming story. I love this movie. I think it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautifully animated films ever. Uh, and every time, I know how it ends, and every time it ends, I cry. Mm. Um, if you don't know the story, and I'll, I'll spoil a movie that's 80 years old. Um, yep, uh, Pinocchio uh, makes a bad decision, and he goes to Pleasure Island instead of going to school, like Geppetto wants him to. <laughs> Pleasure Island. And while he's at Pleasure Island... Open till 4 a.m., right? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Sorry, Pinocchio. Sorry. I can't believe it, James. (laughs) So he he turns into like a half donkey, half wooden puppet. Puppet boy. And he's been missing, so Geppetto goes looking for him, and it turns out that Geppetto's swallowed by a a whale of a whale, monster of the whale, and Pinocchio decides he's going to go save Geppetto. And in the midst of saving Geppetto, Pinocchio dies. And uh, Geppetto takes him back to his uh, little cottage, and the blue fairy turns him into a real boy because he finally made the sacrifice needed to be a, a real boy. And it's a, it's a beautiful movie. I, I love this film. Yeah. And it, uh, so yeah, I kind of went with the, you know, the sacrifice of the child for Gamora in oh, swears, <laughs> infinity war. <laughs> and, uh, and I, that's what I kind of ran with, with this one. And no, that's a good one. And I love Pinocchio. Cliff Edwards, um, as, as, uh, Jiminy. Oh yeah. One of my favorite voiceovers performances of all time. Like, I love Mel Blanc, yeah. but Cliff Edwards, like, like you know Jiminy Cricket. Like, that song, When You Wish Upon a Star, won an Oscar well, that it's, year. It's, 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 it's what Disney is now. It, yeah, it's, actually, I think his best uh, line reading in that is uh, what Pinocchio says to him. Honest John. Honest John! <laughs> like, it's like, so pitch perfect. Uh, I love that movie. And it's the best representation of Soulstone, just saying. Yeah. Uh, Brad... Explain to us the Time Stone. The Time Stone allows the user to see into the past... To save Tony Stark? (laughs) ...and the future, stop, (laughs) slow down, speed up, or reverse the flow of time. Or to piss off Marjorie... Travel through time, change the past (laughs) and the future. Age and de-age beings, and trap people or entire universes in unending loops of time. At full potential, the Time Gem grants the user omniscience and total control over the past, present, and future. Doriamu. Doriamu, that's it, yeah. <laughs> no, surprisingly, there are zero Airbud films where any time travel happens. What? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they coming out of time? I, I, really, I really tried to find one, and there just isn't any of them. Out of all, like, 40 of them. So, I actually have to take this one seriously. So, my time stone is Edge of Tomorrow. What I am about to tell you sounds crazy. But you have to listen to me. Your very lives depend on it. This does not be You see, this isn't the first time. We've had this conversation. What day is it? Judgment Day. You just came in with the fresh recruits. This is not the The invasion will fail, along with every soldier you are sending. 
we lose everything. Come find me when you wake up! happened to me. You hijacked their power. I need your help. With what exactly? Winning the war. We can do this. Just come here every day and I'll train you. This is not no matter what I do, this is as far as you go. Why does it matter what happens to me? I'm not a soldier. Of course you're not. You're a weapon. That's a great movie. At one point, this list was just Tom Cruise films, but I couldn't figure out a yes. way to like, like spin Cocktail into being about the Soul Stone. <laughs> so. well, it's be- he, you know, he goes to the island and he's some arrogant hotshot, and then he realizes he loses the one thing that's important to him, his girlfriend, and so he gains his soul. Our, our bars redoing the podcast. Start from scratch. Let's go. Oh, yes. let's go. Our, our bars where you lose your soul. Not cocktail man. Still, <laughs> what I was gonna say. So anyway, I don't know if how much I need to describe. Oh no, I've become Edge the tomorrow. Uh, I think this is the third time it's pl- the trailer has played on this podcast. Probably. Uh, it's I'm sure. Movie. Uh, but yeah, it's a great movie. It's one of Tom Cruise's best ones, and it's about time travel. It's it's Groundhog Day, but like an action film of Tom Cruise, and it's like super cool. Yeah. And he runs in an exoskeleton, so it's a new way for him to run. And I know. How does he keep doing it? He's like a man of many talents, but they're all running. Yes. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and yes, Emily Blunt, she's amazing. Yeah. I she does her. a oh, weird course. yoga push-up thing. I love that great. woman. It's great. Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Time. Yes. See it. Sweet. See it. James? Uh, yeah, time. Um, this is another one that's like an obvious pick for me. Um, but also one that I think is very applicable to both, you know, being a, a favorite film of mine, but also the power of the stone. For time, I chose Arrival. There are days that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. Signs of what might be called first contact. The objects measure at least... I'm Colonel G.T. Weber from Army Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they call him, the UFO. Who's being carted off in the medevac? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours, a door opens up. That's where we go in.
Now, a motion picture so grand, 
so magnificent and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. How's it going, dude? And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home. Everybody get together remember who your buddy is. To trash the 20th century. We got a live one here. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon. We're from history. Billy the Kid. Oh my God. Joan of Arc. Sigmund Freud. Tell me about your mother. You a musician? Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carlin. We're history. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on. Dude. Apparently better than Back to the Future. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. It's just the one hey, I grew up hey, with. That might be someone else's pick. <laughs> <laughs> that and the other really obvious one. Um, yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's the um, epic. <laughs> yeah. It's the epic true story of two San Dimas, California. Um, yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, two San Dimas, California high schoolers who. Are gonna, wild yes, Wild Stallions. Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan, um, who are trying to start their band, but they can't because they got to pass their history test, or otherwise Ted will be sent to military school, and Bill will, well, I guess he'll just be held back another year with living with his hot stepmom. So in order to correct this terrible thing from happening, um, a time traveler in a phone booth by the name of Rufus sends the boys on a mission to learn more for their history report. And as they go through time, they decide to collect a bunch of figures from history, bring them back to San Dimas, California, and let them run wild so that they can uh, present them for their history report. What happens is chaos. Napoleon rides the water slides at Waterloo. Um, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Um, and, um, and eats the very big Sunday and gets the honor of the, uh, the piggy. Um, uh, it, there's some great stuff. Je- Joan of Arc does aerobics in the mall. Uh, Genghis Khan is, is an adorable warlord skateboarding through a sports shop. And Beethoven, um, much to the theme of Beethoven's career, uh, plays electric piano. <laughs> um, and, uh, Billy the Kid and, um, Socrates, or Socrates, um, proceed to hit on women in the food court. <laughs> this movie... It's so awesome. I love it. And Abe Lincoln uh, delivers... Uh, see, we both had a Lincoln movie uh-huh. somewhere. Um, Abe Lincoln delivers the great speech um, that he ever gave in his life, which wasn't the Gettysburg Address. It was, be excellent to each other, and party on, dudes! 
It's a powerful moment. Yes, it is. You know, <laughs> it should have brought nations together in 1989, but it didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know what else we can do in this world. Um, but no, I mean, on a like more like realistic note, like this is one of my favorite time travel movies because like I like time travel movies that don't take themselves too seriously. Like sure. they're able to kind of have more fun with it. Like Back to the Future is great because it adheres to those rules and plays with them cleverly. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is just has an has a moment where they almost see themselves and just like kind of run with it, and then it becomes a running gag in the phone booth um, about reminding themselves to wind their watch, um, leaving them notes throughout the past, which are actually the future. Like they kind of just don't give a fuck in this movie, um, and uh, it's just it's just wildly entertaining and it's the i mean george carlin thing i love george carlin um which makes it sad that the third one's not going to have him um because that was just announced this week and we haven't done news for two weeks but yeah um so yeah bill and ted's excellent adventure cool brad my time gem is obvious it's the best time travel movie ever made it's back to the future (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not debatable. It's Back to the Future. Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. It works! It's a flying saucer from outer space! Now, he's trapped in the past. This has got to be a dream. About to meet... Chocolate. ...his future father. He's a peeping tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream. And he can sleep in my room. Anything you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. Just right now, I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown can help him get back to the future. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Precisely. Michael J. Fox. Whoa, this is heavy. Christopher Lloyd. There's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Back to the future. It is. I mean, there's also power in that movie, too. Power of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a curious thing, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, like, no, uh, so, Mario Fly goes back in town. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, Wait, Marty, Marty McFly goes back in time? Yes, yeah, yeah. sure you watch it. I almost have sex with him. I'm problems Um... Yeah, yeah, it's it, best example of time travel and the most fun example of time travel. Then he uh, he has to drive a refrigerator into a nuclear explosion in order to come back into the future. Yeah, based on the original script, and they changed it. <laughs> um, and really, if you watch all three of the movies, it's even more complete because the uh, the second one introduces you know all three it is realities, fun if you so. watch them like back to back to back. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun. I did it many a time as a child. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember the Easter where we got two and three. It was the best Easter ever. <laughs> yeah, you don't really think about, like, if you just think about each movie individually, like, when you put them all together, there's, like, callbacks to, like, oh, yeah. 
uh, inconsequential stuff. You're like, wow, they really did their homework. Yeah. And also Marty's arc throughout the entire like trilogy itself. Yeah. Well, like, and just the whole like too. Yeah. 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 For for a pre-internet film, it's one of the most like, you know, is it one of the first um, ones too that had like a tag scene? Because Back Future Two has a tag scene like it's got the tra- for... yeah, yeah it's got the trailer for three yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we don't have to wait. That's, yeah, it's not post credits, but it is. Yeah. It is it's post to be continued or to be concluded. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a thing. Uh, I don't know if that was in the theater, but like certain VHSs, um, different editions had that or not. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because mm. they weren't sure if they were going to do that. Anyway, oh, I think they said it's not in the theater. Like they didn't advertise the next one was coming, but it was on the, the oh, VHS. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they, I mean, while they filmed them back to back, I don't think that they, like, I don't think they had edited film by the time the second one came out. Yeah, I think some of the Back to the Future 3 trailers are, like, just Zemeckis on set, like, directing yeah, like, action and stuff. Like, no, really, really, guys, this was a bad idea. Yeah, it's not really story based or anything, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like your impression of Zemeckis. Thank you. <laughs> so, obvious choice. Like, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do well, something easier next where, time. How where about Brad thinks that? Uh, everybody knows me, this is an obvious choice, too. Uh, mine for time is totally Army of Darkness. In an age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong, something's amiss. At a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. This one of us souls! And it wasn't dying! What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped in the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. When they only spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey. You got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Oh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Darkman. Comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. Uh, lost wow. End Time, Surrounded by Evil, Low on Gas. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm impressed that none of us took the low-hanging fruit of Groundhog Day, um, which was, like, to me, the most obvious, like, oh, well, yeah, you could do that, but there's no fun in that, you know? Uh, no, I, mine is Ash Williams gets sucked in a portal, goes back into the 1300s, has to fight bad guys, yeah. and mm-hmm. says funny lines. <laughs> Fights witches in, in wells. Yep. Fights miniature versions of yep. themselves. Well, you know. witches. Wait, what is that thing he's in? Uh, it's the uh, the pit. It's a pit monster. That's where they put all the people because they think they're uh, it's like a plague. Yeah. So they all they drop them down there because they don't want everyone else to get infected. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, if you listen to the commentary, Sam Raimi's awesome. He's like, yeah, we just set up this geyser, and we didn't know where the blood was going to go, and it was funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So Ash just goes back in time, kicks ass, then he has to say the three words to go back to the present, and he messes that up, too. So you go back and forward in this movie in time. Very mm-hmm. true. And depending on your cut, sometimes you go back too far! Yes. Oh, no! The more fitting end, obviously, to <laughs> Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Not the more fun one, which, I mean... It, no, yeah, the, the, the witch in the, sh- in the shop the, is the, cool. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why she's there at all. No. But it's still fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it has lines like, Ma'am, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Ash. Housewares. <laughs> and it has a soul in it. It'll swallow your soul. Come get some. Oh, yeah. Also true. Come get some. Platu, Farata. Never, never, There. All right, then. <laughs> I said it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I had some space dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much like Brad, I talk about this movie all the time. And so I really have nothing to add yeah. to it. Oh, um, yeah. 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 Uh, I love this film. It's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, so our, the last stone that Thanos, spoiler, rips literally out of someone's head is the Mind Stone. Brad, tell everybody what the Mind Stone does. The Mind Stone allows the user to enhance their mental and psionic abilities and access the thoughts and dreams of other beings. At full potential, when backed by the Power Gem and the Mind Gem, can access all minds in existence simultaneously. The mind gem is also the manifestation of the universal subconscious. Deep. Who the hell wrote that for Marvel? Anyways. You know what's also in the mind? Nightmares. And you know what nightmares are made of? Monsters. Which is why my Mind Stone film <laughs> is Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Is under attack. Monsters are taking over, and now there's only one thing to do. Oh, that was my outfit, I swear. Mystery Inc. is back. Let's do it again. Unfortunately, so is every monster they've ever faced. Like Night Ghost! <laughs> As usual, in the embarrassing debacle, Mystery Inc. fell far as two of the gang's key members, Shaggy Rogers and Scooby-Doo, tarnished the reputation of the once great gang. This is the most our faultiest screw-up ever, Scoob. There's gotta be some way that we can prove that we actually belong in the gang. And now it's up to Shaggy and Scooby to save us all. We're gonna die! We need to come up with a plan. I wish once we could be heroes. Heroes. Let's split up and search for clues. He stole my thing that I say. This is time for the most terrifying day of my life. Time with what? Every other freaking day of my life. Fred, bring it. He brought it. Daphne. I enjoy being a girl. Shaggy. I'm buff. <laughs> Velma. Who's your mommy? And Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Don't do anything to attract attention. Hello, baby. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Oh. <laughs> he does a 
type of script. He was like, reading that. <laughs> oh my god. There's still an illusion. Not even the first like, one. It's like Not he, even the... he ran past other good options on the way there. <laughs> I, I googled, what's a bad film about the mind? And this came up. <laughs> so why is... What, what, what's... How's it do with the so mind? Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> Tell, I picked it and not Scooby-Doo 1 because this one's different, Zach. Basically. <laughs> and this one, because I thought of it as, you know, the Mind Stone like, is given to, to Vision and then Vision becomes a being. That's pretty much what happens in this film, whereas a mad scientist gives these powers to all these fictional villains and fictional monsters from the Scooby-Doo universe and they become real monsters. And then the Scooby-Doo Inc. gang has to go figure it out. And it's it's amazing. It's great. It's great. Also written by James Gunn, which is connected to the, to the, to the Avengers stuff. And so... Yeah. Like Zoink Scoops! But yeah, and also it, it, Seth Green is there for whatever reason. He's... I don't know... God, this movie's really awful. Oh, <laughs> we broke <So> anyway, Henry. <laughs> yep. I wanted to end on a high note, so we ended on Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Kellen really, really likes Scooby-Doo. Really Has he seen Scooby-Doo? No, he likes the uh, old cartoons. Sure. Because right. where they have like the monsters and then... Old Man Withers! Right. The creepy gender? <laughs> uh... James, <laughs> yeah, your, your Mind Stone. Uh, my play for the Mind Stone, uh, certainly the low hanging fruit of this category, but also like the best thing. Uh, another great movie that I will watch at any time that also blows me away. Blew me away the first time I saw it with Ryan, and has blown me away every time since. Uh, my number or my my number mind. <laughs> my mind gem is Inception. thing you should know about me. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams? Mr. Carl has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. What kind of work placement? Not exactly. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their secrets. Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal. It's called Inception. Already. found a way home and this last job that's how i get there dreams feel real while we're in them it's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange this is your responsibility we're not prepared for this Collapsing. I have it under control. 
I'd hate to see out of control. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Nolan's getting some good play today. Uh, yeah. This With is his eye films. <laughs> the plot of this movie is the thing that Brad read a few minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about bringing, bringing the subconscious into reality and personifying it. And, uh, and going into other people's minds. And uh, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, My favorite film from a while ago. Yeah. What, 2011? 2010. 2010? 2010. All right. Um... Yeah, an absolutely incredible film that is, like, terrifying at times yeah. and, like, makes you think a lot and makes you think about your own brain and how you think about things and, like, what it means. Um, but it's also, like, a super dope action film that blows your mind while you watch it. Um, see? Mind? See? Yes. Um, yeah, and yes, this is one that, like, I kept looking at and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. This is like choosing Groundhog Day for time. Like, come on. <laughs> um, but it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible film. So I, I could not give it its own props that it well deserves. I mean, so much so that, like, you know, visually, Doctor Strange totally rips off of this film um, with all its, like, bending buildings and shit. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, that's the, the mind gem for me. I loved watching that movie in the theater. Like yeah. I saw it like four times. I, yeah, I kind of want to watch it right after this. If I if I don't watch yeah. the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> it was like I think it's that and the Ri- Dark Knight Rises is the only two Nolan films I've seen in IMAX, and like Inception was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zach. So for for my mind one, um, in reading on the Mindstone, I always forget like that in Age of Ultron, it's it the Mindstone comes from the Loki Pokey stick from uh, oh, from uh, the Avenger first yep. Avengers film. And um, in that film, um, in your heart, you will know peace. <laughs> um, but it's so like Loki's pretty much using uh, the staff um, and the Mind Stone in it to control people around him. And I thought, well, what's a good film about people controlling other people around them for their own personal benefit? And I couldn't think of anything better than uh, this uh, or last year's uh, 2017 Oscar winner for Best Original Screenplay. Get out. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting family Taking road trips, don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> so, you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving, I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So, how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> We hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. Are you ready for this? I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how are you not scared of this, man? 
Good to see another brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Bros! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. If there's too many white people, I get Sure, you were about to say Paddington 2. No, <laughs> I think you say like Birth of a Nation or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, not the 1950 version. Schindler's Lee. Kim Wilbur's releasing that. Really? Um, Ooh. um, hey, they're 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 that company. Yeah, what are you gonna it, do? It, it has an important place in history. Um, get out though. No, is get out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time you've never done that joke <laughs> and never it never gets, gets old, old. Um, if you haven't seen Get Out um, you haven't been part of a pop culture phenomenon for the past year and change um, but it's uh, about a young African American man who takes um, who's taken by his uh, white girlfriend to meet her parents in the country and he suddenly starts realizing that everything around him is suspicious and strange and uh, spoilers it's mind control because the uh, girlfriend's family is conducting uh, brain alterations to make the black people they abduct um, into their slaves and servants, um, uh, or basically, they're well. It's not even that they're they're putting the mind of a person who wants to be young and virile again into the mind of a younger African American person. So whether that's man or woman. Um, basically they live in the, how they do that is they suppress everything about the African-American individual so that the mind of the white person over, overpowers the mind of the black person and leaving only a small portion of it. But I thought the twist was that they are so enamored with like the physiology and like prowess of African-Americans that they want to be them. So that's why they're trying. Well, the twist is the the twist is brain surgery though. There's brain surgery in the movie. Yeah, that, you are both correct. Part 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 of it is an underlying motif of these old white people. Yeah, because they admire as, as, as Brad said, and as I was saying, they, they admire they admire these younger bodies. They want these younger bodies. They want the attributes, mm-hmm. and so they put themselves in there, repressing everything about the individual that once was, leaving them in what is called the sunken place, um, which. Frankly, if there's anything more fucked up about what the mind can do to you, um, that 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 the idea of the sunken place is just imaginative as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jordan Peele wrote a really fucking great movie. I watch it a lot. Like I, I love this fucking movie. You a do? Lot. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't. I mean, you can laugh. I mean, you can laugh about it. It's true. No, we're not laughing no, about I'm it. I'm laughing at Ryan. Yeah, you're playing at the irony because uh, <laughs> I've mentioned this so many times. But no, it's 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 really smart. So it's a horror film that I think that has surpassed its its technical genre trappings and become something much larger. Mm-hmm. 
But I still consider it a really good horror film because that film is filled with tension, like, and thrilling, like, suspense. And one thing I love about this film is that it activates my brain even when I know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, the twist is... It's one of those things where the twist doesn't, like, ruin the rest of the filmmaking... film-watching experience for me. Whereas The Sixth Sense... It kind of changes. It kind of changes the way I look at the film, so it kind of doesn't make it fun for me anymore. Yeah. But whereas Get Out, like, I already know something's up from like 15 minutes in, so I just enjoy watching the tension, um, and some scary moments too, um, with uh, the grandparents, quote unquote, um, especially the one who's trying to beat Jesse Owens is uh, Jesse Owens at the Olympics. That's why he's running it. I, I, have you watched that YouTube video, Ryan, of um, him explaining the different like Easter eggs in Get Out? Mm. It's really good. Like, uh, someone on Reddit asked Jordan Peele if why the grandfather's running in the middle of the night is because the grandfather's still trying to beat Jesse Owens' time at the Olympics, and he said yes. So I thought like, that's a really cool little interesting thing in there. So huh. yeah, Get Out, a uh, a wonderful horror film. About same a thing very uncomfortable about, subject. Uh, what? Same thing could be same thing could be said for Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. I would say. So I, well, I think one's a little more hidden in its message, Scooby Doo Two, whereas Get Out's a little bit more blunt with its message. Actually, I'm more, yes. I am more of a fan of subtlety. So <laughs> Scooby Doo is more subtle than Get Out. <laughs> yes, I this agree. sentence was said on this podcast. Anyway, Brad. Uh, my, uh, mind gem is a repeat. It's the obvious inception. Oh, um, I, 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 oh, it's okay, I, but I'll touch on something you didn't in uh, part of like another theme that you didn't mention about is the, the power of an idea. Mm, yes. Um, and, uh, like something as simple as placing a thought in someone's head oh, and God, how that can yeah. build and build and build and, uh, change who they are and what the reality is. I think I need to watch it. Um, so I, I found that to be the most powerful mind movie on my, li- my list, yes. Dear Leah. Jake's talked about it, so I'm not going to take up time. Oh, yeah, no. Myself. I, I wasn't said to have the same one as you. I was said to, to, to not get to share it with you in that moment. Um, but I, I deliberately glad, didn't talk. So. Glad, <laughs> glad that you had a, a, a... Glad that you chose correctly. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and as we were talking about this, I, I kind of realized that Christopher Nolan almost like has a movie for each of the gems. Yeah, you could make a case for. It's exactly. Yeah, we're talking I, I, that's what, that's what I wanted to do because I wanted to make it like, see, Christopher Nolan should have been working for Marvel the whole time, yeah. <laughs> not working on these Batman movies. Or maybe Marvel's watching his movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. He has pages for him. The one that I couldn't probably figure out was um, uh, Soul. Insomnia. <laughs> no, Space, I think, was the one, because I wanted to put uh, Interstellar in Soul, because I thought that was more soulful film. Yeah, I would put Space for Interstellar still. I Possibly. Yeah. I mean, if I thought Space, I probably would have done Insomnia, because it be takes place... I was going to say Batman Begins, because it's about creating, like, um, a legend, like, creating persona. Yeah, but that's about the soul of, of Gotham. Like, it's about... No, that's the, dark, the Dark Knight is about the battle for Gotham's soul. No, 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 no. Yes, the it Joker is. is. I think the Joker literally says that. The, yeah, the battle. <laughs> he says the line, this is about, uh, yeah. The, yeah, but you said Batman Begins. Oh, wait, no, you no, said, no, said Batman Begins. Said oh, okay, yeah. never mind. I said Dark Knight, yeah. Never mind. You're right. Um, I guess that, too. And then, no, but yeah, no. I guess Dark Knight. Trilogy, really. <laughs> yeah. It's about Forgotten Soul. 
Yes. I guess Dark Knight Rises would be power. Yeah, definitely some uh, power. Well, but see, you need Dark Knight Rises for time in order to explain how he gets from the pit back to Gotham. No, Dunkirk would be time. No, Memento would be time. Well, Dunkirk could too, though. I, I, was, yeah. I was just making a good joke about his ability to get back. Space. Space. Yeah, it's, space. He, yeah. he, he teleports from one, one location to another. Yeah, he has a bat wing. Can you make it? Son of a bitch. He powers the deleted scene. It's on that Blu-ray. Yeah. It's, like, it's only on the 4K. 4K deleted scene of him getting in the Batwing and going back to Gotham. Yeah, there's a deleted scene of five minutes of him sitting in the Batwing. Which you don't know there's actually... And no, it's, it's a different deleted scene. It's Christian Bale gets out of the pit. He's free. He's relieved. And he orders Tom Cruise to uh, take him there. So he gets on Tom Cruise's back and Tom Cruise runs the fuck to Gotham. Yes. Yes. Does, With purpose. The same the, purpose of Mission Impossible 4. Does the 4K Dark Knight have the deleted scene where after... Uh, Batman jumps out the window to save Rachel. It cuts back to Wayne Tower and the party is just going on and everyone's kind of silent. And then the Joker breaks the silence by just saying, bye. And they all get in the elevator and go downstairs and then Batman just like calls in a night. (laughs) (laughs) That was not in either. What what would have been the reality one? Would it have been Prestige? He could make... That could be a good one. Prestige would have also been a good space one because of the teleportation. Yeah, but Inception could also be reality. Yes, but then what would you make mind? Don't say insomnia. Well, you don't have to occupy space separately. <laughs> we gotta find insomnia for it somewhere. <laughs> no, we don't. That's the, that's the only bad film. It's so. not bad. It's, it's okay. Not, it's not He's just directing a remake of yeah, and it's, someone else's thing. And, yeah, it's, and Robin Williams is good in it. Pacino's doing whatever he does. Stop talking. It was the first Nolan film uh, I saw, and I liked it. <laughs> uh, my mind stone. God damn <laughs> Um, so, you guys all took highbrow choices, especially Scooby-Doo, and, uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I thought about this one a lot, because there's, there's one villain who toys with people's minds and their dreams, oh my god, this one's pretty easy, but then I said, well, what is the ultimate toying with somebody in their dreams? So my mindstone is Freddy versus Jason. Oscillated between a new nightmare and this. Well, a new nightmare is more of like on the nose. The heady one too. <laughs> I, I mean, it's my favorite nightmare movie. Right. But, uh, but this one, you know, Freddy is manipulating not only people's dreams, but he's also manipulating Jason's memories. So you are afraid of something uh, to get the upper hand. Yeah. And they go from one reality to the next. Mm. Um, there's lots of exposition and lots of body parts flying everywhere. Um, it's I, it's movies I love. <laughs> it's uh, 
They, uh, it's a culmination of 20 years of wanting to see these two guys fight. The opening of that film is, like, really fucking good. Like, I forget how, like, that opening credits moment, like, where it moves into Camp Crystal Lake, and mm-hmm. then it... The way it's cut, the way everything's shown, and then the way it's revealed Remember, with that's Freddy... that's Jason's mind. You know, yeah, so it's just, like... <laughs> It's it's such a great way to get you on track with who Freddy and Jason are within the span of like what five minutes. Yeah, I think not even that. Um, yeah, there's a manipulation by Freddy being Jason's mom. I mean, this has all the hallmarks of the Mind Stone. I think the only way would it's hitting on everything. Yeah, and then that one uh, Jason Mewes stoner dude takes drugs, and then he goes on his own little mind exactly. Trip. Oh my so, god. See? I always it just for- works on so many levels. I always forget, and I can't remember if it's Crystal Lake <sighs> Memories or if it's uh, uh, the Never Sleep Again one, but Jason Mewes shows up on the documentary <laughs> saying how honored he was to play that role, and then he gets up and goes, wait a minute, I didn't play that fucking role. <laughs> <laughs> Could you have done this list entirely with Jason films? Jason X. Jason X. Space. Oh, yeah. No, is the answer. My- <laughs> yeah, no. In uh, a way, though, if it was wait, just... Wait, wait, wait. So... Uh, you have uh, the mind one, Freddy versus Jason. Jason X is space. Right. Uh, reality is part five because it's not a real Jason. The guy's having hallucinations about Jason. <laughs> Fair. Uh, part. Uh, let me look at the look at the stone. Sorry. Um, uh, so, soul. So the soul stone is. Um, Maybe the first one where he's actually just no. A kid. So the soul one will be Jason goes to hell because Jason's essence jumps mm, between yeah. people. That's true. Oh, there you go. Um, Power would be part six because he's resurrected mm-hmm. and becomes super powerful mm. and gotcha. he can't be killed. And Bam. time would be part eight because there was time for him to go to Manhattan and change, <laughs> and change the way we think of horror movies. Because he spent a lot of time on about that. That's right. <laughs> so the time's the only one I'm missing. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about well, it. Well, wait. The first one because there's a lot of flashbacks in it. So it shows you a different perception of time to reveal certain information about a crazy mother who just left her I son. mean, listen, I think Scooby-Doo is mine. You're really stretching that, Zach. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to give Ryan his The, the remake might work in time because oh. it takes place over three different eras. So his mom's at the beginning. And oh, then, that's right. Then yeah. it's, uh, he kidnaps uh, Whitney, and then it's six weeks later he comes back to find her. Yep, that's another. I can put a Friday Thirteenth in every one of the Bam. Infinity Stones. Yeah. Bam. I was gonna say power could also be seven because of all the psychic powers and stuff. Yeah, or I mean, you could do time for six because he has to be resurrected, and times pass, and then you could power for seven because she has the power of telekinesis. Wait, I got it. Space is seven because she can move objects, mm-hmm. or no time is time the object moving one. No time is. Uh, oh yeah, so it's space, yeah. space. So space can be seven. Time can be Jason X because, because it takes place in the future. Mm, right, mm-hmm. right. Oh yeah, done. Well, Andy's like cryogenically frozen, which exactly. is kind of like time travel. Mm, yeah. Done. Friday yeah. Thirteenth, Power Stone, list. Bam, Infinity Stone. Best list of the entire show. You know, we never always look behind Jason's mask. What if it was Thanos at one point? You know, we never know. Yeah. He uh, wasn't trying to kill those kids just for nothing. He was trying to get their Infinity Stones. He was only <laughs> trying to kill half the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to kill half all these campers. Half the campers <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. So, I knew this would be interesting. Everybody picked yeah, up some movies. Yeah, like, I have. It stretched our film-going minds. Uh, yeah. Next week, we're back to a normal show with DP2. It should be good. 
God damn it, that's the title. Donkey mm-hmm. Puncher 2. <laughs> I heard it's uh, pretty amazing. I was they're, start, they're showing it right now, and there's soon some people reacting to it. Yeah. And... Uh, so it should be fun. I think the, uh, the, the, like... I'm pretty sure Hugh Jackman shows up in it. <laughs> the weird guerrilla marketing through that film is, is pretty fun. Like, it is. It's literally, he's, he's in everything. Did you see the Walmart movies? No. So... They change the slipcovers? They change the slipcovers oh, wow. to Deadpool being in them, so it's like Edward Scissorhands, but it's Deadpool. Um, <laughs> Logan, he's holding, instead of the kid's hand, he's holding Deadpool's hand. Yeah, the baby Deadpool hand. Um... <laughs> These are slipcovers for those movies yeah. being sold in Walmart. Yes, and the best one's the good, bad, and the ugly. It's Deadpool in like the getup. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's cool. And it's literally, I think that people are like, yeah, we'll just put Deadpool in everything. Yeah. I mean, if you go to 7 Eleven right now, you can get baby hand gummies. <laughs> the I, I, I will admit that he totally pulled one over on me on the whole like Hugh Jackman stuff where like I saw that the articles about, you know, him, him wanting Hugh Jackman in there. I'm like, well, yeah, but we know that's not gonna happen. And then when like, when like the, the the response from Hugh Jackman articles came out, I was like, come on, people, why are you even giving this the time of day? And then when I realized the whole thing was a you know Dundee remake mar- marketing ploy, I was like, oh fuck, you 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 got. Me. I still think Hugh Jackman's in this movie because he like he's randomly showing. I don't know if you follow Hugh Jackman on. No, yeah. He's like in Deadpool's hotel room. He's talking about that this movie's good, I guess. It's really kind of funny. Yeah. So I have a feeling he's showing up in this film. Yeah. That'd be sweet if he's Wolverine. Uh, I'll also say that uh, next week, Show Buddies comes out, which is uh, a dog film about show dogs and uh, Will Arnett's in it as a special agent. I only bring it up because I saw a film at the theater this weekend, and in like the area where they put posters, like the glass screen... The poster had fallen out, and it was, like, crumpled up on the bottom of it. And I told one of the people, like, hey, do you want to fix that? And they're like, no one cares. Oh, we do have another list. Sorry. I totally forgot. Uh, Corinne sent in a list. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so here's hers. Uh, Infinity Stones. Uh, the Power. The Ten Commandments. Zack and Kick Rocks. Bible epics are great, and there's nothing there's nothing better than a divine being displaying power by casting down plagues on your enemies and leading you to freedom. If I was going to have any movie character go toe to toe with Thanos in terms of power, it would be God as portrayed in this movie. Um, but I said I liked Bible epics. <laughs> uh, space. She chose Space Jam, an obvious choice maybe. But who has more control over space itself than Bill Murray, who just who just had a teamster drop him off in Looney Tune Land? Uh, reality, a little princess. I was tempted to put Space Jam for the reality stone, but then I saw a little princess on my shelf, and it, it was a much better fit. The main character seemingly can get lost inside her imagination that her wishes can become reality. There you go. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, she did this little thing at the top I forgot to read, and it's movies she personally owns. Uh, for Soul, she chose My Fair Lady. Henry Higgins remarks in this film that the soul is what really makes Eliza real, even if he, like, going cross-eyed, has a recording of her voice. He wants her there in front of him, alive and spirited, to challenge and comfort him. Plus, this is my all-time favorite movie, hmm. so I feel like this movie has a piece of my soul in it. You know, like a Horrocrux. You know, perfect for you, James. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, that Harry Potter one. Yep. Uh, time, she also chose Arrival. Pretty obvious. I'm sure James can explain it this better than I can. <laughs> and mine, she chose the King's Speech. To be honest, I really don't know what the Mind Stone does other than shoot laser beams out of Vision's head 
and Brad read it, and that's basically what it does. Yeah, well, it takes away Porky Pig's stutter. <laughs> yes, but I also just remember that one scene in the movie where Birdie listens to the recording of himself talking without the stutter, and he realizes that it's mostly in his head. Just goes to show the power of the mind can be your greatest strength and your own worst enemy. Mm. Thanks again, and interested to hear what you guys' answers. Cheers. Good list. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, I love Dan, my fair lady. Dan also, in talking to me about it, uh, didn't send his in, but wanted me to state that he would have picked. Uh, bizarrely, he was trying to get me to get contact on the list and said that I could have used it as as the soul gem uh, if I couldn't use it as space, um, and made a good <sighs> argument for it. So I, I had to repeat that. Nice. Because. Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, Deadpool 2. Bye, Henry. Thanks for joining us from New York. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. <laughs> All right. Look to do. Man, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.